Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm all that and a drop of blood. I'm here, Alex. And I'm Joseph. And I'm back again. Yes, as promised, Joseph has returned to talk about the greatest movie ever made. I mean, this isn't Lord of the Rings. See, the but... problem is nobody else is going to, like, challenge me on that, and I don't actually believe that. I really put myself in a corner here. We're talking Avengers Infinity War here, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo from 2018. It has an 84% critic score and a 91% audience score. So, yeah, after a little bit of a hiatus from the MCU films, since we kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. finished them all off, uh, yeah. we finally reached the moment at least Tyler and I have been waiting for because we got past the terrible Harry Potter movies and Deadpool <laughs> 2 to get here, people. <laughs> All for you. So Tyler or Joseph, whoever wants to go first, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Avengers? It all ends here. Take it away, Joseph. I believe right. in you. Well, my best thing about this movie is the fact that it has some really epic moments. You have a lot of these really good movies, like kind of, especially superhero movies, you kind of get like the Wonder Woman No Man's Land mm-hmm. and some of those other, like uh, some of those Batman lines that are just great in the Dark Knight trilogy, not talking about Justice League. Um, but Why in this not? one, no, uh, but in this one, you just have so many moments. You have Captain showing up, you have Thor, it's just the stack of all these great moments, especially with their musical cues. And it's just a whole lot of fun to watch, especially when you're in a big packed theater and everyone's yep. seeing it for the first time. Is that, do you guys not want to make any comments on that? I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like, I feel like it's, we're going to have to, we're going to get, we're, this might be one where we actually get done with our best and worst things within a few minutes and then it'll okay. turn into more of a long-term discussion. Because I feel like we're going to have, very broad things for our best and worst. Fair things. enough. Okay, well, I disagree with your assessment of the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> First off, some of those Batman lines are terrible. Second off, there are a lot more grander, awesome moments. Well, they're grander than, they're, you're, than you're giving them credit for. Well, no, I'm saying that there are some pretty grand moments in those movies. But I feel like. But you're saying this movie is jam packed as opposed to those which aren't? I feel like this has a lot more moments that really gave me goosebumps compared to a lot of other movies where I'd have maybe one or two. Whereas this one, I had several. Okay. Alex is about to start a brawl over his, it's fine. Over his Dark Knight Rises. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises... Well, and it's funny that you should mention that because I feel like... Don't, don't get me wrong. This movie is better than Dark Knight Rises. I don't want anybody getting confused on that. I think the comparison is fair because... I feel like, as far as villains go, there aren't many villains that are more quotable than Thanos, and which is, I mean, you quotable, could, not, you could are, okay, not uh, necessarily that quotable is is always a good or bad thing, but I think there are a few villains that are more quotable than than him, and two of them that I would count as being that conversation are the Joker and Bane. Yeah, like that's what how I was much of say. Bane is. The voice making fun of it, and that's what. I, but that's my thing is that he has genuinely good lines. People make fun of the voice, but I think a lot of Bane's lines are genuinely awesome. Yeah, none shall interfere. Do as you please. Yeah. But but like the obviously like the the it's it extremely like, it's, Bane. It's like Adam as we all do our terrible a, Bane voices. It's like Adam Sandler <laughs> with a Bane mask, right? But but like 
a lot of those lines are genuinely intimidating and, pre- yeah. and it's a very I mean uh, people make fun of the voice but it's a very interesting way to make yeah. way to take that voice as far as making it more of kind of like a, I think Kevin Smith uh, I remember him him talking about the movie and how he was blown away by the fact that it's a posh British man mm-hmm. and not like this intimidating wrestler persona right yeah well and then and to kind of follow that up with Thanos it's just Josh Berlin kind of deepening his voice a little yeah. bit there's not much inflection think, yeah, to there's... it there, well, there's he, interviews he, where he's done where he pulls the voice yeah. out just out yeah. of, and it's not like they have to add anything to it and obviously Tom Hardy didn't add anything to his there's videos of him talking to his dog like this it's kind of funny um, I mean they but they definitely changed some like they made the Bane voice a little more electronic okay like that, that's actually I mean because they, they had, well, no, or at least they had to do a lot of sound mixing to get it to sound right so that I don't it's behind a mask yeah it, it, okay. well just in general like to make it sound right within the scene right. I don't know exactly what like and make yeah, I guess make it sound like it's coming. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, but my point is that the, uh, getting back to like the actual writing of the villains, I think they're very strong, just as they were in the Dark Knight trilogy. Like I think that's. You, you, you look like you have thoughts, Alex. Sure. Dark Knight trilogy is complicated. I've said my piece <laughs> on it. Let's keep going. Okay. So then I guess I'll move on to my worst thing, and I I uh, brought well Tyler brought this up in the car, but I had that already... was actually Alex. Thank you. Oh, what credit, credit is due. Fair enough. Anyway. Who are you people? <laughs> anyway, uh, my worst thing is definitely the fact that i got to wait a year for the next one to come out. Not from now, but from the previous movie. Because I just can't wait for the conclusion to this. So, when that movie comes out, and inevitably it will replace this as the best movie ever made. <laughs> uh, right. Maybe. What? <laughs> this is the best movie ever made Knock on forever movie. until um, Avengers 4. <laughs> what will then be your worst thing about this movie? Well, once that that's actually been replaced, my worst thing about this movie. Let's see. Oh, right, that's it. Nothing. <laughs> well, well, it's, his worst it's... thing about the movie will still be the fact that he had to wait a year yeah. in order. That, those memory, that, those scars won't go away, Alex. There's not much that I really look <laughs> at this movie and say that ruined the movie for me. Whenever I think of a worst thing, I, I usually try to think of that. Otherwise, I can't really come up with much because it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I didn't really. Th- Whenever I was thinking through that for my guest appearance, I wasn't really thinking that there was going to be a worse thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there's definitely some nitpicks I have. Mm. Um, there's some personal decisions that I thought I might have made differently, but otherwise I thought it was a really well-executed film. All right. Yeah. Tyler. That's me. Talk about how much you love this movie. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm, 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 I'm unfortunately going to be the Debbie Downer here, right. and I don't want to be in that position considering I I'm still gonna, really like this movie. I'm going to throw you guys for, for a curveball here. Oh, and I'm okay. going to say my best thing is about this movie is actually the score. I am genuinely blown away by... It's it's not just the score. Like, listening to the score on its own, it's it's really good. But the way the score enhances the moments it's it's it goes into what you were talking about joseph with the, the 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 fact that this movie has so many grand moments the score hits those moments so perfectly without fail and and elicits such a strong emotional response like it it really embodies and the movie is not entirely just about it's about the build to those moments as well but when those moments hit they're so strong this is such a crowd pleasing theater experience movie until and, you get to the end 
Well, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> well, but in the, the but even then, the theater experience of oh god, everyone's looking around at each other like, what just happened? Is everyone dead? Like it's the same idea mm-hmm. of of the and again, the music in that is so somber. It's it's Thanos' violin theme and him him smiling, looking out on the grateful universe, quote unquote. Like that's that's all. The, the the music nails that every single time it happens. Like it's it's constantly it knows when to to pump in and really just like kick the moment, mm-hmm. and it knows when to to back off and it knows when to be how to play the emotions of the audience. It it does that so well. Um and and again like listening to it on its own, I mean it's there there are slow moments, but it it flows in and it's it's so perfectly tied to the the movie in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. Um one of the themes that I'll probably bring up on this podcast. Uh, like this episode multiple times is the fact that I think uh, the last Jedi is the imperfect version of the emotional response I had to this movie. Um, And that movie also, there are some really great moments that I think hit the the score hits really well, but upon rewatching and re-listening, I don't think it's as strong as I felt when I first watched it. Mm. While these moments and, and these, the, the places where the score and the cues hit, is a lot stronger than I remember, or the, is a, just as strong as I remembered the first time. That's interesting, um, because you know I, I'm typically the one that brings up score yes. in these reviews. Joseph and I are both higher on the score than you. I think we yeah. discussed. For me, other than the Avengers theme, nothing else really hits that hard. So you don't like? I mean, not necessarily. I, you're not saying you don't like it, but you you aren't a big fan of Thanos' theme, like with the violin. I just think that's such a beautiful theme. I don't know. I I really really like it. I don't know. It, it definitely sets up that dread that he keeps on bringing up. Um, for me, at least. Yeah. Well, then again. Now, I feel like we I, all have different musical yes, likes. Very much. And, I mean, because you all know that Al, one of Alex's favorite themes is from Thor. The yes, original, that is my favorite yeah, MCU yeah, yeah. score. Right. And Wonderfully brought back in Thor Ragnarok, as we discussed. And, and I, dropped everywhere else. Yeah. And obviously, this is your your claim, so I don't want to speak on why you like that, why you would maybe prefer that over this. Yeah. Um, do you want to elaborate? Maybe. Well, it's... I'm not saying that you're wrong for not liking this. I just want to know. I don't know. I just find it more <laughs> memorable. It's it's hard to explain. In yeah. This exactly. again, it's it's this, very subjective. This comes down to. Yeah. Does the music sound pleasing yeah. to you when you hear it? Fair and much. I know that's something that also bothers you—the fact that they don't bring back any scores for this. Yeah, but that, but that's interesting because Thor is like it's the first yeah. Thor movie. Yeah. Like the, there's nothing they're bringing back to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't like the Avengers theme when I first heard that in in yeah. the first time I saw the, uh, the first Avengers. But that's the only theme they've committed to. But that's and the only so theme they committed over to. Time, you're and like, so they, oh, hey. they've slowly stamped it into pop culture that no, you will accept this. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll accept it. And then they played it in the trailer, and everyone lost their minds. And I was like, yeah. best movie ever, and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because I remember first seeing that trailer that you're talking about and getting yep. again goosebumps watching a trailer. Yeah, I do feel slightly lied to. That scene where they're all charging in the woods, it's not in the movie. I'm well, slightly disappointed. That's like one of those things where I feel like it's going to be in be. Avengers 4 because everyone's got that theory out that they used footage from the next yeah. movie. I'm not sure if that's so true or if they just wanted to kind of show, or maybe they just wanted to hide the fact that Hulk doesn't show up, um, really, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. 
or maybe they had scenes of all the actors running on green screen treadmills and they're like we can just make a cool shot here yeah put it on the trailer yeah (laughs) potentially um but yeah it's it's interesting yeah it really comes down to how subjective just musical taste is but your point about the last jedi i found the last jedi score far more memorable than this score yeah see that was my in terms of I listened to the Last yeah. Jedi score well, in and of itself, just like in my own personal life. Yeah, I don't listen to this score. Well, that's that's interesting because I have the occasionally I'll turn on the Thor arriving, right, right. you know, bring me Thanos. Um, I'll I'll li- watch that clip because it's a wonderful thirty seconds, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. Well, I well I listened to I went to um, after the Last Jedi the the specifically the the bit in the Last Jedi the bit the scene in the Last Jedi where Luke is like you will not be or. I will not be the last Jedi and you yeah. know, all that where that music swells. I remember seeing that in the theater and thinking that music was excellent and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm being blown away by this. I went to, I need to check. I, I could be wrong. I think Williams was nominated for best score for that. Um, let me check. But I went to go look that up on like Spotify or whatever. I wanted to go f- track that track down because I was like, Oh, that sound or that was awesome. I want to relive that. Like I want to have that. I feel like that's me. That'd be a really inspiring track to have on like my, my, you know, yep. Music playlist or whatever. Mm-hmm. John Williams was nominated for Best Original Music Score. Interesting. Deserving. Um, yeah. I mean, no, definitely. I mean, but, the Oscars are BS anyway, but that's. Yeah, yeah. I find um, that interesting that after so many movies that he's done in that franchise, that they're still. Yeah. True. True. Um, interesting. But anyway, I was like, okay, I w- I'm going to go find this. And when I went to listen to that track, I was like, oh. I this I don't it doesn't really evoke the same thing for me like it, it I felt like it was a lot slower I mean it, again works works great for the movie in that case but yeah. like I felt for me like it didn't, it didn't quite evoke the same reaction and then I went to go track some of the stuff I like from this one now and I listened through the entire score yeah and on top of like I, I still think the all the the use of strings and the the like orchestral stuff of this movie is amazing um, but then also cap showing up mm-hmm. that bit got exactly the same reaction out of me listening to it at work like just like going through i was like oh my gosh that movie's amazing i want to go watch that movie again well i think the interesting thing is i think just generally speaking i'm more interested in more bombastic yeah. themes overall yeah. stuff that like easily yeah. sticks to the well, brain it's like with with thor's theme and all that score it's very kind of royal very yes. yeah it's got a very specific style mm-hmm. to it um so yeah also i need like i need an avengers theme that's like two and a half minutes long that i can have like in my spotify playlist Mm -hmm. i don't want like a 30 second and that's not to insult the movie because they specifically hold back the avengers theme for very specific moments to have the highest amount of impact Mm -hmm. which is fine doesn't make for a good you know separate listening separate listening Yeah. yeah i i think the you're spending a lot of time on the score. You could really I was not yeah. expecting. Well, yeah. I, I think it's important. I think I think it's a huge component of this of why this movie works. Well, Tyler brought up for me. It's a, it's a big. It's, it's just funny because it doesn't impact my yeah. my viewing see, experience. See, but, that's what I'm saying. but for me, it impacts this movie in a lot of the same yeah. way that I think that the Lord of the Rings score impacts it. It's it's the same idea of like I, I very much enjoy. I very I think that the way they use that score in the the way they know they they just have a pitch perfect. Uh, they being Alan Silvestri for this. Yes. Howard Short? Howard yes. Short. Yes. I almost said James Newton Howard. All these composers have the same name. James Horner. Like, they're all yes. the same. Yeah. Howard Short, um, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think it's the same. I mean, I think Lord of the Rings is still the gold standard for 
uh, movie scores. Yes, but um, I, I think it's either that or Star Wars. I, I think I think it's Lord of the Rings by far. Like I would I I just feel like that's such a uh, not to put anything anyway. <laughs> um, but I think it's the same way where it's it's it evokes the same emotions for me, and they know both composers with with these particular movies. I think they understand how impressive the movies that they're working with are. And they they do such a good job of, of knowing how to really heighten the moments that need heightening and provide something that... Like, the Lord of the Rings movies, without that score, as great as those movies are, it's a completely different experience and probably not quite as beloved. Like, it, it it's hard to... That's a whole other conversation. It makes a bunch of guys walking by a rock yes. in slow motion incredibly epic yes that's what i think charlie's getting trying to get across and it also like whenever they kind of bring it back to this movie whenever they show up on vormir he brought up thanos's theme mm-hmm. that scene like especially yes. whenever they have all the strings coming in for that really really yeah really gets me every thanos, time i really thanos like throwing gamora off the, the cliff yeah. right that too it's i don't know it, it's kind of like what what alex is saying it's not necessarily a very like consistent two minute long song that that you can listen to, but it sets up those moments really nicely, so you can listen to the soundtrack and experience the movie. Yeah, for me at least, it's kind of like for me, it's like listening to an audiobook. Okay. Yeah. Worst thing, Tyler. Um, uh, I'll go for go with an actual thing. I could, I could, I could seriously consider just being like, nah, I don't want it. But um, I will say some of the effects aren't. Like, like they, I think, it's, I'm shocked. The, you, you pointed out some of. The, so you guys both, Joseph, and, I'm shocked, and Alex especially. We did it. I mean, yeah. But you guys both, the entire movie, were complaining about the guys in suits. You were complaining about like, like Spider Man, where like, I mean, in general, the Spider Man. Alex I've specifically were, yeah, was having more of an well, issue with the Spider- Civil War. Yeah, that's when Spider Man came. Oh no, wait, no, yeah, no, but well, then the Iron Man suits. The, the main suits that I have an issue with. Or whenever Bruce Banner is in the Hulkbuster, yes, and with Rhodey in the when Iron Rhodey Patriot, has off. I actually think the Spider-Man suit looks fine. I think they actually did a pretty good job of keeping that clean because it's less it's less complicated. It's not as bulky as those other suits. Yeah, um, none of those bother me in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know why. I have a I just have a weird eye for special effects where certain things bother me, certain things don't. Um, and it's not even really that I'd say bother. It's just I, I think that with a movie this big, there's bound to be some stuff that slips through. There's some stuff that seems to be, we were kind of talking about early on in the movie, there's some stuff that seems to be a little obviously green screen, um, yeah. probably from reshoots and that sort of thing. There, there's bits and pieces where there's cracks in, in the believability and, and cracks. Especially, I think it comes through a little more when we were watching it on a 4K TV. Um, it's... Well, it's funny. I I think it looked better on your TV than it has on mine. mine okay. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so maybe it is. Um, but either way, I'm. This was me watching it for the first time outside of the theater, yeah. and so I think this time it helped me notice a little more that like it's not com- it's not one completely homogenous like everything looks consistent yeah. and, and grounded exactly as it needs yeah. to be, which I would not really expect them to be able to do because there's a lot yeah. that they just cannot accomplish with practical effects. See how many um, people are on that poster? Yeah. 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 Well, um, it's amazing they all got screen time. If if I had to log a ding against the movie, that would be it. Is that there there are some bits? Yeah. Um, I would what, say a lot of specific the, bits. A lot of notice? the stuff with the Black Order. I mean, we talked about a lot of it okay. while we were watching the movie. That the, yeah. the Black Order. Um, generally, there there's bits with them where they don't mesh like completely with yeah. specifically the, the, the guy cast. that keeps going after Vision looks the uh, weakest. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's the one that uh, we didn't name. <laughs> Cor- Corvus Glaive? Yeah, yeah. Corvius Glaive. Cor- Corvus Glaive, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Um, These names are stupid. <laughs> well, the I one... only know I only remember them because I've read the comics that they show up in. Yeah. So that, that's the only reason I'm able to like. Well, the yeah. one thing that Tyler pointed out is they actually. Well, when we were watching the scene where they were on nowhere, is that they, to kind of avoid this, they did a pretty good job, of splitting up, practical actors. Yes. And those special effect characters. Now it, it you does... can still see it sometimes, especially whenever yeah. there's the suit issues. Yeah. Um, for me, like the most noticeable moment of this is whenever Thanos is picking up Loki. They do some good with the lighting, but I still feel like he's kind of shaking around in his hand. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. don't do a good job of keeping it at constant contact. But again, that's being super nitpicky. Yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest thing that bothered me the first time I saw it in theaters. I could just say my best thing is Thor showing up and yelling, you can do it. Bring, yeah, bring, go for it. Bring me Thanos, and then the, the Avengers theme goes nuts. Yeah, uh, because you're right. <laughs> well, just having Rocket and Groot there as well, it's almost yes. like Mary and Pippin charging the Black yes. Gate. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and not just because they're short characters. That's that's not, <laughs> that's not yeah, what yeah. I'm going over there. Um, but that's just. That's my favorite moment in the movie. Like I said, yeah. I'll occasionally I'll be like, I feel like watching that, that <laughs> just that bit, and I'll turn it on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, also, just it's a wonderful balancing act. Mm-hmm. This movie should not work at all. This movie should be if, a complete disaster. If I didn't go for the score, my 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 second best thing would have been the structure of the movie. Yeah. Because I don't understand. Well, I, <laughs> I just well, don't. They, they played it smart. They they didn't say, "Oh, we need all the heroes to be together in the same room, trying yes. to plan a, a exactly. know, have a plan of attack against Thanos." They go, "Oh, we should split everybody off into teams. Mm-hmm. We'll have our own little unique teams, and they'll they'll build relationships that people won't be expecting. So we'll have Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and yep. Spider Man will show up, and then the Guardians. This is such a weird amalgamation it'll, of people. It'll give each if we start off with like." three, four, five separate groups yeah. of heroes, it gives us time to uh, fle- give those heroes some time to breathe and flesh out and, and make sure that the audience kind of remembers who they are, understands them, gets an introduction to them if they don't really know them, yeah. and then slowly combine all these into two main teams. And it, it does a great job of that where, where we, we're like, all right, there's these characters... Here, remember, remember these characters. Here's how, here's how they act. Here's who they are. Yeah, we're throwing in together with these other characters. Now let's see how they interact, and then they just keep doing that until we get we end up with two main main, main groups. And yeah, it's just genius. Yeah. Now it does make me wonder because I feel like in this next movie it's going to be the ultimate team up, Could be. where it's going to be everybody. How do you think they're going to pull that off without going and? I don't know, ruining the I movie. don't want to speculate on Avengers 4 too much. I we know, can, we should I'm probably saying... put a pin in that for the end, and then we can just kind of like, if we want, to, if we feel like rambling about it and after we talk about it a little more. Well, personally, we can... I don't know. I don't feel like speculating that much about Avengers mm-hmm. 4 because I'm like, we got Hard a really good movie, yeah, and I don't want to start trying to figure stuff out. I just want yeah, to yeah. wait for to see what the rules yeah. are. Like, I don't want to be tainted. Have expectations. Not to go on The Last Jedi again, but like a lot of people had expectations for how that was going to be handled, and it wasn't handled the way they liked mm-hmm. it. Even... Which is not necessarily the reason that people didn't like it. We get that, yes. But a lot of people <laughs> were like, that's not my Luke. That's, yes. Like, they, they're handling this all wrong, as, of, as opposed to taking the movie on its own terms. Yeah. I still like to speculate. 
I mean, I mean we, and I we, guess, can, we can at the end. I guess I we can speculate in private and not No, no, no we, can, we, can talk, we can talk about it on the podcast. I just think we should No, Tyler, we can't talk about it on okay. the podcast. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it no. and just kind of ramble to myself until I go insane. No. Which is what I do every week, so, you Did know. you spike my water with something? <laughs> it's called absinthe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, anyways. <laughs> so, what's your, what's your worst thing, Alex? Um, I do have a few negatives I, I can lob at the movie. You already covered one, the special effects. Uh, the other big one for me is just the treatment of Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys have kind of explained this away. I think a lot of it is just my personal taste yes. mm-hmm. and sort of my takeaway from what Star-Lord's arc character progression was in the first two movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, He's just a moron. Yeah. And... He, he's he's an immature brat through a lot of it. And I think the, the biggest thing that really bothers me, and this is, like I said, personal preference, particularly with jokes, mm-hmm. when when he starts trying to imitate Thor and he's like, you will not be taking our yeah. pod today, sir. And I'm like, you're, you're acting like a five-year-old. Get yeah. over yourself. And I, I well, absolutely hated that joke. I did not, I, I yeah. did not laugh in the theater yeah. at that. And you made the point while talking about this that... If if they're going to have Star Lord be that immature of a character, which that's consistent, that's how he always has acted, um, then they shouldn't have him be a main character. Which is it's kind of a whole other argument to, and 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 debate to. Yeah, and, to I, start. and I had this problem to a lesser degree, yes, but I still had yeah. this problem in the previous two Guardians movies, like when he's flirting with the the Golden Lady mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the beginning of exactly. Volume Two, and like, why are you talking about having sex with her? Gamora is literally three feet from you. Which is why you like, have no yeah common sense, and it's it's because it, we were talking about the fact that there's two years between this and the last time we've seen the Guardians, um, or maybe more. How I forget how I think it's went. only two. No, 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 it's more because because uh, Guardian, Guardians, Guardians does happen in 2014. Guardians two happens six months after. Yes, and so it's actually closer to three or four. Okay, is the idea, um, which is strange, but whatever. But the um. Just the the. I don't think that's actually said in the movie. Yeah, I think that's I all from external yeah, material. Yeah, so it's just kind of like this seems to be implied. You just kind of um, had to accept it from Feige or whoever kind of, put yeah, it out the there. Chronology or, um, but the so the um. I mean, Spider-Man: Homecoming already screwed up. The yeah, yeah, yeah to, Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it's got Sony in it. It's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, I just Spudge- erased the eight. Just fudge the details when you need to, okay? It's a Sony product. It's a Sony product. It, it's going to be great when they release the box set and they're going to have, like, just, you're just going to put a line through that eight and six. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, no, it would be five. But the, so, like, it, it's funny, again, that you bring up, like, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi or that I, we've, we've discussed this earlier in the podcast. Um, the It's the same idea, I think, where, for me, I mean, this is... I don't think a lot of people are coming into this movie expecting Star-Lord to be like, oh, now he's super mature and grown up and everything's fine. Um, but it's the same idea of, like, I think it's a very interesting, grounded take that almost works better in the MCU than it does in the Star Wars universe to have the characters not really have grown up. Like, to see where Han Solo is in Force Awakens um, as opposed to maybe thinking, oh, he's going to be, like, a captain of the Resistance or whatever or the of the New Order. Um, instead, he's just back to kind of being a smuggler who's kind of washed up and he's not with Leia anymore. Like, I think that's an interesting grounded way to take it and I think it works better here to be like, yeah, he's, he's, Peter's grown up a bit and we see something, like there's the conversation he has with Gamora um, where he's kind of talking things through with her and he's not 
quipping a bunch and everything like they're having a serious conversation about uh the fact that she wants him to kill her when they meet Thanos and he's not a family film (laughs) yeah hey they didn't have any kind of narration saying that this is a family film that's true that's true they didn't tell us that this is a family film um you're welcome you got me there (laughs) this movie also has Josh Brolin playing a character who's all animated who has 10 times more gravitas and (laughs) just being a more interesting character than Cable is yes um don't at me (laughs) but the uh so, like, I think it's interesting to, to be like, yeah, Peter, he's grown up a little, but he's also just kind of cocky and arrogant, and, like, the, he hasn't turned into a perfect person because of the events of Guardians right. 2. Like, he's still got a lot of growing up to do. He is still pretty immature. He, he There's there's a lot of development that he, like, he's just kind of a stunted, has a stunted mindset because of the things that have happened to him. And yeah, he's a screwed up childhood, so obviously he hasn't yeah. really matured. Yeah, I get that. I just think you, it would have been more satisfying to me if we started the movie. He's kind of a matured captain. He's still like, I'm fine with the whole yeah. thing where they're where they're like, no, no, this guy, he's a he's a man. Yeah. You're yeah. you're one sandwich away from being fat. I'm fine <laughs> with that. But once he's talking to other people that aren't on the team, he needs to be yeah. act, acting like an adult. Uh, I would prefer we start off with him being a bit more mature, little mm-hmm. little more world weary, I guess. Uh, and then Gamora being killed snaps him. Yeah. And then he goes back to his more childish impulse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta ask. If they didn't have the copying thing, or it's the really deep voice that, thing, it, it's, <laughs> it's really that would, it's would you that be joke. okay? It's ultimately that joke. I probably wouldn't find it so distracting mm. as to be my worst yeah. thing. Uh, it's really that just that joke. I've never been a fan of, oh, he's copying me. Oh, he's copying yeah. me. Like, I don't like that joke. I'm definitely. I just think that's a really immature five-year-old esque joke. No, I'm on board with you on not liking that joke. It's kind of overplayed. It's yeah, Tyler. Why do you like that joke? But my laugh It's not <laughs> enough to really make me like. This is the funniest joke we've ever had in this movie. <laughs> Shut up, George. <laughs> anyway, it's one of those things where it's just a moment, and I feel like him falling back into that immaturity is pretty natural because, like, like this, he's putting on weight. He's kind of. I don't know. Letting has he put letting on weight, or is that yeah. just a yeah? Oh no, no, I think I think he definitely has. Because <laughs> okay. he was. I don't know if that was. Well, like it's, it's actually a thing about Chris Pratt. He was kind of tired of not Same. eating what he yeah. wanted. And... Well, that goes back to our critique of the first one of like, why can't he just be a schlubby guy? Why? Well, does he and have that's to have what I thought was interesting pack? is that this they actually do that in this movie. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, he's he is he isn't like a yeah. Well, I mean, all, back a in, very stereotypical hero. Guardians came out in 2014. You yep. said, well, I, I, that was still kind of back in the time where your main hero had to be. A ripped guy with yep. at yes, least but a six-pack. Sub- but yeah, to subvert they could expectations have... in the way the Guardians of the Galaxy is billed to be doing. Dude, it they was... very much could Ryan have... Johnson wasn't a big name yet. <laughs> anyway. They, could, they very much could have done that in the first Guardians, so, and it probably would have played very James well. James Gunn and Ryan Johnson should work on something together. That'd be very <laughs> interesting. So Ryan yep. writes it and James directs it? Or both. Or they both they write it, co-write and, co-write and co-direct, or yeah. they both write it, and then Tycho by the way, comes. I'm not, we... By the way, I'm not commenting on the James Gunn stuff. I don't. I'm, yeah, I that's don't... a whole thing. Go watch uh, iDubs. If you know who that is on YouTube, he made a video commenting on it that kind of changed my my perspective a little bit. The problem is it's a political argument, so we don't. It's turned into a political thing, and we don't want to talk about it because of that reason. It's a messy situation. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Get over it. Yeah, <laughs> except for me. 
That's correct. I am both right and wrong. Yeah. So anyway, that's our that's our addressing. In other words, Joseph has no opinion. Exactly. (laughs) That's our addressing of the James Gunn situation. I can understand um, both sides. (laughs) But yeah, that was that was my worst thing. Um, Like, where where do we really want to go? Do we want to just talk about Thanos? Because that's kind of the other area. Not necessarily problem. It's kind of a problem for me. It's not because I've heard some people go, "Why didn't they just do? He's in love with death." There's a million yeah. holes in his logic for for <laughs> wanting to kill off half because the universe. Because if we tell you he's in love, then we can just wave away all his character issues and not try to make a nuanced, well, complex... Also, well, also, he's, he, he doesn't have any sort of sympathy in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you really sympathize with... You, you make death really hot, and then you have him be like, oh, I really want the hot curve. I just want... <laughs> like, no, no, I want him to be in love with death, but I... I don't know if y'all. I, I know you, Tyler. You've seen a little bit of early Family Guy. There's there's an early episode where the Grim Reaper visits them, hmm. and it's played by Norm Macdonald. I, Fascinating. I want Norm Macdonald death <laughs> to be what Thanos is in love with. All right. No. Hello, Death. I'm Stewie. Big fan. <laughs> You're not gonna whip out the uh, Norm Macdonald impression. <laughs> what Norm Macdonald impression? <laughs> I think it's just a guy talking, no, but... Nobody can do that man's <laughs> voice. Um, interesting. I didn't know you could do a Stewie. Good job. <laughs> it's It was a lot better five years ago. I'm sure I would. Which is probably for so the you're, Which so is probably for leave the it, Leave the past so you're more so, so now you're more of like a five-year-old Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. So... Do we I, want to point out the, the, the biggest holes in Thanos' sure. logic that people like to lob? Well, there's the there's the classic, why doesn't he just make food for everybody with his well, Infinity Gauntlet? I think I think you can, yeah, I mean, we could, we could list a lot of things, but what it really comes down to is the fact that the dude is a, a psychopath, a sociopath, whatever, whatever term applies. And like also, he, all movie villains have flaws in their logic. Yes. Even everyone's beloved Killmonger... Exactly. He wants to start a global race <laughs> war. Are you telling me he's right? Yeah. Are you yeah. telling me there are no holes in that logic? Yeah. And it's Are it's... you telling me Magneto's completely right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the mark of a good villain is when they they are very they have super strong are you convictions. Telling me good old Palpy's right? <laughs> they have super strong convictions that are ultimately Hashtag the empire did right. nothing wrong. Fair. Fair. But that are ultimately rooted in something some kernel of truth. That they have twisted into this this abomination of their beliefs, and so it's like that. I mean, that that's ultimately what it is: is that he he has convinced himself that this is the right way to do it, yeah. And that come that stems from what happened with his home planet initially, with, with yeah. the fact that his home planet died off because, according to him, they didn't listen to them. They could have had other they had other solutions. But this was the solution he proposed, and when that didn't work, he was like, I just need to show everyone that this will work. And he's become convinced and internalized that this is the only way. And so, like, that's ultimately what a lot of it stems from, is that it's not necessarily that he couldn't do the things that people suggest he should have done instead, but that he is a monster. and He's very set in his ways. Yes, and he's determined to do it his way. I mean, he's also just a dad. 
like, yeah. like not in the sense of, of like, oh yeah, he's a dad, to go. but like he's he an is abusive monster. Of an well, ass. yes, yes, but he's just. To, but he thinks that everything he is doing is out of love. Yes, and yeah, that it's exactly. the right thing. He's he he is such a dad persona in turn. Like I, it's it's half a joke, but it is also like how they characterize him. The way he he talks to Tony after he mm-hmm. stabs him, and mm-hmm. then the way he talks to Scarlet Witch, he's all he's trying to act like a, a father yeah. comforting them. Yeah. Right. Now and and so that's yeah that's sort of my thing is just like I mean dads are stubborn <laughs> that's that's my other like yeah, that's true um, the, the you you can you can point out a lot of uh, funny dad like just jokes. look at ego the, the fact that he uses giant lawnmowers uh, against uh, Wakanda at the end yeah. and like he, all he wants is some peace and quiet around the house you know like a, it, you can you can do a lot of funny stuff with that but <laughs> that's not I don't, I don't think i can take credit when he for gets that. angry I've, I've he somewhere. always but, wins yeah, yeah um it's and so but but that is ultimately where his he wants to rooted. snap his fingers and just make half of ever, <laughs> everyone just go away don't you he don't makes, you all know a dad like that <laughs> he makes gamora hike up the mountain rather than just snapping <laughs> them up there like come on that's a dad thing. That's let's go hiking. Thing. Let's do, Such let's a do some outdoor activities. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yep. Now, yep. Now, he's, he's a dad. That's a plot hole. Can I take it Can I take it back to... That's your... a regular old how did, Bruce, how did Bruce get into Gotham scenario, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I want to take it back to the whole motivation argument, though. Yeah. You're talking about... We haven't like, even listed off all the things that people love. Well, but I think this this explains a lot of them. I think, I think you can then... If we explain this, we can then point out things and be like, well... He's his a motivation. That's that's what he wants. And He's that's, a psychopath. Yeah, it's the same way that like you you wouldn't argue that the Joker is like right to want to blow up Gotham or whatever, set Gotham up, blow up a hospital. Like that, none of these things are logical moves. He, he just but he has motivations that he establishes. Do yeah, and 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 he establishes that he is a quote unquote agent of chaos, and so that's right. That's where now that, comes that from. that kind of works into my argument. Personally, I prefer the Thanos loving death mm-hmm. component, the uh, the comic approach. Now, not everyone else does because it makes him not a sympathetic character at all. Um, it's interesting. I'll which give it that. It's interest. I think it's really interesting. I really enjoyed that kind of storyline. But again, it's not a very, it's it's not the Killmonger model where it's like, hey, you know what? He's kind of right. I no. can understand his argument. But he there's some a, there's some issues. Point. Yes. But exactly, he, but he, he's he's approaching it the we, wrong way. We need some discussion about it. Right? <laughs> Healthy Where, debate would be nice. <laughs> but like with with that approach, All right, Mr. He's, Stark, you have thirty seconds to respond. <laughs> instead of being an agent of chaos, he's an agent of death. In that, and I find that really fascinating, personally. I mean, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, and I, I, I certainly will not will never talk down to like the original Infinity Gauntlet comic or anything like that. But I kind of think. Thanos is better in this. And, and it well, sort of more... speaks to where Thanos goes after Infinity Gauntlet in the comics, where he it, it stems away a little bit from him being like, oh, now I'm I, like I'm in love with death, and that's why I do all my actions. Um, and there's a whole other element you can do to that. Like, uh, the comics make it interesting when they do that. It's not, it's not just like, oh, we're using this to wave away his motivations. It's, oh, we're using this to explain his motivation, explain what kind of character he is, because he's like a very Can we mention spoilers character. of that comic? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, still, um, you know, some people might want to read it. But uh, well, I was just gonna say that, like, following that, um, he turns into more of like a, a thoughtful, like, 
anti-hero. Not, I mean, not really anti-hero. That's not the right right way to put it because he is he does still have villainous plots and everything. But like, there are comics in which he is really on the hero side, trying to help, and, including that run. Yeah, and so like there there's there's different things that he turns into more of an interesting character i think when you take away the fact that all he's doing is to win best love once he kind of gets over that he turns into a character who is more determined and self-focused and i don't know i i think this is just just an interesting the fact that they took this one movie we'd seen thanos like three times whatever before this and in this one movie they turned him into such an interesting uh not even really sympathetic, but like maybe complex. Yes, yeah, such a complex character that we like simultaneously love and hate in in the way that all good villains are. Um, yeah, it's it's. I, I'm, I'm watching I'm, him on screen. I absolutely love him as a character, and it's fascinating to see them bring him to life like this and i i honestly think it's better than i could have ever hoped them to do with him the the only real sympathetic aspect i can get out of the infinity gauntlet comics is when adam warlock brings up that he always has there's always a yes, way to defeat him. that is a very interesting which idea is, and i'm curious if we'll go with it in the next one right there's always so, a hole there's always a way to get through it and that kind of maybe not as, as sympathetic but complex at least so to, to clarify a little the the, the comic the reason i mean the reason they're able to beat him in the comic is the idea that he secretly like is insecure and this kind of goes into the fact that he is so obsessed with death and like can't seem to actually get her to love him and so he he's so like insecure and generally uh i'm trying to think of like the right way to to word it um but basically he he never he always leaves a a a way for someone to beat him because he doesn't truly believe in his convictions like he he never he never fully commits to the bit basically like he never he never fully commits to his plan and that always leaves an opening for the avengers to get through and defeat him okay and so that's kind of the idea and that and that is a very interesting angle and i'm not sure if with this interpretation they'll really go for it infinity gauntlet also ends uh, with Thanos where he is at the end of this movie where Thanos is watching uh, from from his farm planet and just sort of watching the horizon and being all happy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know like where they're going to go with him beyond this point. There's not... It's a little bit of uncharted waters. Um, Thanos will return. <laughs> yeah. That's just genius. That's yeah. rubbing salt in the wound in the best possible way. Yeah. Oh, you were expecting the Avengers will return. Nah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, keep they dead, up boys. The, the nukes could get launched the second <laughs> Cap says, oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, keep bringing up the comics. They're just a, a fascinating angle yes. to this story because they are so different. Yeah. Um. So, what, what, what do you guys want to move on to? Well, we can keep talking about Thanos. I mean, I think there's yeah. more to. Well, I keep see. saying well, Thanos. So, I think so, Thanos, so the, I guess, would be the. Well, let's let's get eh. into the specific nitpicky arguments. So, complaint number one: Why didn't he multiply all the resources and just give people more food and space? Yeah. Well, because he. That's just not what he believes. <laughs> He's he's decided he's decided this is the plan. Well, it's a well, simple also, calculus. Well, also, yes. Thanos says there's a finite amount of resources yes. in the universe. So he yes. doesn't directly say that in reference to what yes. the gaunt- gauntlet can do. But if you want to easily carry that, yes. just be like, okay, there's a finite. Maybe there are some things that the Infinity Gauntlet just can't do. 
Uh, the other big one is... Well, the one that I thought about is... So, he wants to wipe out half the universe. <laughs> What's to keep them from just regrowing their populations? Well, I always assume Getting this... back to the same problem? I always assume the point was that he's trying to raise someone to follow in his footsteps. Which, was going, which was going to be Gamora. Yes. Um, but what, what does he do, like, in the next movie? Does he... Is he trying to find someone else who will take could over? I, yeah. Good point. And even then... He does have a son in the comics. Like just looking at the 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 population rates in in our our you know on our planet, mm-hmm. or he could a always, lot of these populations would grow back pretty fast. Yep. Yeah. Or he could use the time stone to keep on reverting well, himself back to a younger age and keep on clearing the population <laughs> over and over again. If the gauntlet still works at this point, my problem is we don't discuss a lot of that stuff. And I know at a certain point it's like. A lot of these are just small details, yeah. and we can't cover every single yes. one of these. We can't just stop the movie for half an hour and be like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Da, 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 da. I, but I feel like some of those easy, quick, like top three bullet points, you can just yeah. Yeah. scratch off real quick. Um, regarding the, the uh, population control stuff, I had a point. Try to remember it. I don't think you had a point, though. Probably not. You're not, you're not helping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I keep going. I was, like, I'll, poking I'll, I'll funny it. Well, well, what are other complaints people have about Thanos? Because I don't. know, Those are the big ones I yeah. thought of. I mean, as far as like, you're, do you have other problems with him that you you'd like to bring up? Not really. The biggest thing was the population yeah. control. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay, okay. So. I guess his big assumption is once he snaps his fingers, people will just learn to be better. Like, the, a lesson will be learned. But if they don't even know what caused it or why it happened... I mean, he's not really concerned with people's morals. It, the, the way he describes everything is always... Like, I mean, he describes his home planet as, oh, it was a beautiful planet, um, but it's running out of resources. Like, he never seems to be like... Oh, it's because people are so corrupted and, and terrible now, and we need to cut back the. Bo- it, it seems to be just like there's not enough resources. We need to cut back people so that the resources are not scarce anymore, okay. and then we can repeat. Like that. That seems but to be more like, with the Gamora's the planet. I don't know. I'm just not following through on the logic. It's. I, I was almost like. Well, but he said he said that not like he he's like. I mean, it's the same idea of like oh he kills more half of Gamora's people. Now they're wonderful, supposedly. Well, no, I guess we don't I, know for sure. I was almost expecting a setup, like that being a setup, and then we go to her planet and it's like, exactly. oh no. You... Yeah. Hey Thanos, maybe you should have come down every few years to kill off half the population, <laughs> you know? I don't yeah. know. I I needed someone to discuss it a little bit more with him. Yeah. And, and kind of address some of these issues. Well, whether, whether it's Gamora, or whether it's Tony Stark, or Doctor Strange, yeah. I don't know. I needed someone to tick off some of these, these, yeah. these the, boxes. The only argument I can have against that is maybe they understand how unreasonable he's going to be about it and they just don't feel like it's a, it's worth their effort or something. I don't know. I well, know. and the closest we get to that discussion is Doctor Strange talking to him about his own planet yeah. and, and explaining that. And I feel like that underlies and, and is supposed to kind of reveal a lot about where he's coming from and why he's so hell-bent on this being his... Like I'm his, almost his means. Like I'm almost thinking like when Tony stabbed and yeah. Thanos is like, I hope they remember you and Tony's like 
because he has nothing left. All he has is his words. He's like, well, you don't have to do this. And then he starts coming up with, you could, you could make, you can multiply the resources. That would be a very nice you, thing if there was a bit where, where he's like, do, he's doing his rapid speak, like yeah. trying to like come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good bit. Nope. I needed perfect. something. <laughs> I, I needed something more. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where the movie's not necessarily wrong and it's not like there's not wiggle room to be like, yes. as you know, fan speculation, discussion, stuff. I was like, well, you could argue this. Well, that you was could the argue other that. Thing. That was the other thing we talked about with him is regards to his backstory throughout the MCU and the fact that we don't really know exactly what he's been up to. Um, which, again, same, th- same idea of Thanos is... How his character has been built up is not necessarily consistent with the iteration that we get in this movie. Well, I didn't even know about consistency so much as just, like, where what's he been up to? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just, like, what, why why did we see him in Age of Ultron and then not see him again? For... Well, just the way it's portrayed in the previous movies, it almost feels like they're going more towards their, he's in love with yeah. death. Like, I... I I read that more in that performance for mm-hmm. the past few movies mm-hmm. than obviously this one because that's not ultimately the motivation. Yes, maybe um, it's a character arc through the post-credit scenes. <laughs> you mean all two of them? Yes, <laughs> and a little bit in Guardians. Well, I already hated his scene in Guardians, yes. and I think Thanos overall has been built up pretty poorly in yes. these movies. Again, amazing that they pulled him off as well, considering... That... I wish he didn't have any scenes, except for maybe we see the Avengers one, yes. and then they just mention Thanos and Guardians 1. Yes. I kind of wish that was it. Well, we talked We talked at... at uh, I still I still can't stand that yeah, well, I was gonna say Ultron we, after credit scene. Well, we talked at length about in Guardians the... Oh, Thanos the, is still a threat! We promise <laughs> he's coming eventually! But in, in the Guardians scene, we talked about how we wanted... Or in the Guardians... Uh, episode we talked about how we wanted thanos to be the one to murder ronan uh like at the very end of the movie after ronan failed and they had only discussed him the entire yeah. time like we were i waiting. also don't want a scene where he's just there and there's no traumatic yeah. build-up to yeah. it at all yeah so we, we we have a whole discussion there we should probably pin that somewhere else because that's not <laughs> that's not this movie's fault this movie this movie and that's that's again going back to the fact that they could have spent time to explain a little more about what he'd been up to and why it taken so long and all that stuff. Yeah. But also, those movies were clearly not made with this exact story in mind, and it's it's probably a little better. And we might still get something about this in the next one, but it's probably better to leave most of it to the imagination and just be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, figure it out." Like, you, you, you're you're smart audience members. You, you you got you'll find the no prizes. It's gonna be okay. Um, just assume that this this all works together. Yeah. And it, it's. Like, when I'm talking about Thanos and and that, Mm. you know, his backstory not being clear enough or his motivations not being quite clear enough for me, it's not one of those things where, you know, I'm I'm that nitpicking jerk who's like, I'm going to break this movie in two because I want to upset the people that really like it. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure it out for myself. That way I can increase my appreciation of the film if I can figure it out. Yes. All you've been doing this entire episode is upsetting me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so so sorry for your loss. I don't believe you. You upset me by existing. Oh my gosh, Tyler, <laughs> that's a little deep. Deep cut, but not the right kind. But I definitely agree that there should definitely be less Thanos through the MCU movies. I think because they definitely or desensitize more, him in Guardians, or more where you actually develop him yeah. as a character before he shows up in this movie. But again, they didn't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> then there's well, twelve percent of a plan. I, I think they say. talked to Joss Whedon beforehand, and he even was like, "I didn't know what to do with them." Yeah. 
Like you're Josh Whedon. <laughs> Figure it out. You're known for planning this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, another thing going towards that, and I guess that can kind of lead us into the opening of the movie, like why Thanos decides to start his hunt now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little vague. He doesn't really explain it. Now there's, you know, online theories and speculation of, like, the Ancient One's dead, Ego's dead, and uh, Asgard is destroyed, Odin's dead. A lot of these really powerful characters that it, could take it him makes out me think are of, gone. It makes me think of <laughs> the trailer for Justice League. It's not even used in Justice League. Um, I didn't do it this when, time. I didn't bring up the DCEU. Come together when, over when uh when uh Come together evil right now we'll evil no, gray evil now. gray rock villain Metallica um is uh listing off the fact that there's no lanterns on Earth and there's no yeah. um a line that is not in the movie yeah it's 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 a great line I don't know why it's not in the movie one it would be Steppenwolf's only good line if it was actually in the movie how dare Steppenwolf get good lines <laughs> yeah. um but he's like there's no lanterns there's no if he's um, not talking about those Martha boxes, cut it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need this to be two hours, darn it. I forget what else it is. That he he lists off a couple of of or MCU, um, a couple of of DC the Kryptonians. Yeah, dead. Kryptonians. Yeah, uh, and so he lists off like the fact that there's 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 yeah. a weakness. The Amazon, like the yeah. Amazons, don't have their. And so that would be that would be an excellent line uh, to to add to Thanos' already great repertoire of. Um, if he if he had a line where he was like listing off just the fact that the you know Odin's dead, these guardians are on the run, or Asgard has fallen, maybe that's that's the way you put that, yeah, yeah, and and, and all that the fact that the Avengers have broken up, like that's I, I think all of that would definitely be a nice line to serve, especially in the very beginning if that was like where we came in, justifying why he's just now starting, yes. yeah, rather than and like why he didn't go after New York. To, to take Earth for his own. Yeah. It's like it's little questions like that. Yeah. Once again, so much of that is in the background and in yeah. previous movies. It's kind of unfair to this one yeah. to be judging it. But at the same time, I don't think this movie works without the previous films. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a complaint I saw from a lot this of is... critics. Mm-hmm. And th- this is kind of just the Russo brothers and how they've handled it past Civil War. It's just like, if you guys aren't keeping up, we're sorry. Yeah. Kind of have to be. I mean, and a lot of critics that have not liked this movie, they're just like, "There's too much going on. I don't know what's happening." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, clearly you're not invested in what's going on." It's a, it's a TV show. It's it really a TV is. show, and but in a, in a series of films. which is which is what makes this such a unique place, and what makes I think this such an impressive achievement. Yeah. And, and at least for me, is that it's it's a TV show, but it doesn't have a lot of the benefits of a TV show, where that all gets written. Like you get one season, you write it all, you get a break to actually plan out the entire next series. Yeah. It would be like, like if this was just like, you're, we're getting one movie every, every three years, then that would be one thing where it's like, they could, they should really be able to plan this out. Well, and you're also dealing with one consistent cast. You yeah. shoot it all at yeah, once. Exactly. Well, this is, there's just so much more logistical nightmare stuff. And the, to do it. and I think that's probably a lot of why a lot of Feige's comments have been like, yeah, we're going to kind of change things up after this. Um, Probably because they want to get away maybe a little bit from from just having it be this structure because it's probably a nightmare to try and run. Well, and also they're having to pump out a movie or two every exactly. year. Yeah. Which, and these are... It's going to get up to three. There yeah. are, no, it already is up to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like next year we have three coming out. I mean, this year was three. Last year was three. Yeah. 
What were the three this year? Infinity War, Ant-Man. Black Panther. Oh, right. It was February. Yeah. Yeah. And the next year we have Marvel, Avengers, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I think. All coming out within like the first, I guess the, the same thing for this where it was the first seven months or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also, so it's kind of, it, it's an interesting kind of yin-yang where in terms of callbacks to the previous movies and making it all consistent because mm-hmm. there are some wonderful callbacks to the previous mm-hmm. movies that really help to strengthen both this movie and those movies yes. eyes up um there you go uh Heimdall using dark magic to send uh Hulk send the Hulk mm-hmm. back to Earth it's like oh that's what they did to send Thor to Earth in the first Avengers after the Bifrost was destroyed. Yeah. We're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> We're, well, they care. And, and even the little bit of dialogue between uh, Pepper and Tony, and I kind of wish Pepper was in this a bit more. It's just kind yeah. of the short conversations between between the two of them. Because um, I love the two of them together. But just the little bit where he's like, uh, she's, you know, they're discussing the new uh, chess piece that he has. And he's like, "Oh no, no, this is, it's not a part of me. It's 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 you know, it's just a new just thing a house to keep thing. us. It's a new thing to keep us safe." And she's like, "No, it's a defense mechanism." Yeah, I'm like, and he's like, "Yeah, I know. I, I got I got to take I got the strap and take now. It's all fine." I'm like, "Oh, they're they're trying to do an Iron Man three thing." Mm-hmm. I am the Mandarin. <laughs> no, you're not. You're right. I'm not. No one really is. Or maybe they are. That got dropped. That got <laughs> dropped so fast. <laughs> got dropped hard. Let's anyway. not talk about Iron Man 3 or got, Shane Black it or got any dropped, of those movies. It got dropped just as fast as our anticipation of seeing the Predator. Am I right? Ah! So many jokes! <laughs> so Infinity War. Yes. We will not be seeing the Predator until it comes out on, on DVD release. Because we don't want to watch that. And we're only going to watch it on DVD. Not right. <laughs> VHS no. is preferable. Uh, so, I'm going to get it on CD. There you go. Just the audio. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Where do, where do we want to... Sylvestri. Did, well, we, did the original he Predator up, score? I don't know if he did the new one. But, you know. did we... He brought up the Hulk. I kind of want to talk about the yeah. Hulk. That whole Bruce opening Banner. scene is fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and that's also what I talk, want to talk about is the structure as well. I, I kind of want to... Dive into the structure and then maybe do individual characters if you want. That's to fine with me. I, I I like there are conversations we had about that. You, we talked about the balancing act of this movie, and it's it's just fascinating. Like if you track through the sections of this movie, like they start. I mean, it's I because when, when I first, I think the third time I watched this movie, I think I saw it three times in theater theaters, and uh, the, the third time I watched it, I was just like trying to mentally keep a note of everything. As far as like the 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 total structure, and I'm not like a, a expert in cinematic story structure or anything like that, but it it kind of feels like it's got like four acts to it, where there's but basically, um, we have we spend like four or five scenes where we establish all of our characters. Where you you they start off it's an excellent introductory scene where you get Thanos. You get Loki, Thor, Hulk. We t- we we throw Loki and Hulk against Thanos, so we immediately know this guy is not somebody to be messed around with because he's very good at what he does. And um, immediately, so we immediately establish the threat. 
we we get some of our most famous characters in the MCU going up against this new threat, and then we have a Hulk. Yeah, and then we we and exactly that, excellent and in, line. And in that moment, Loki became an Avenger. <laughs> Um, it's and, not. It's not my line. Oh, I saw it somewhere. And uh, we we send the Hulk to Earth with that information. And so that's that's just a wonderful opening introduction. It's a nice chain. Yes. And um, then we get the the team in New York with Thanos and Doctor Strange. Thanos and, or not Thanos? I don't know. Hulk and Doctor Strange. It's late. Hulk and, and Doctor Strange. I mean, yeah, Wong, of course. It's just and strange. Iron Man. And I, I'm getting there. <laughs> you can't interrupt me and with the Wong <laughs> And happy if you watch a deleted scene. <laughs> um, but they're all together. And then and we... the directors and writers, if you listen to the commentary track. <laughs> and Spider-Man. And Daredevil's probably there somewhere. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle, if you're listening to his clips on YouTube while, while you're watching while the movie. Watching Infinity Can't War. forget about Luke Cage. And, and yourself Jessica if you're Jones. watching Infinity War. Uh, so <laughs> you've got this. You've and got your this friends thing. if they're skyping you while watching the movie while listening to Dave Chappelle <laughs> on your cell phone. If so, you're... you've got these characters in New York. Um, we we establish them. We have an action scene with them fighting the Black Order, right? And all of them. We move on to we we reference the fact that Captain America's on the, on the run. Uh, jump over to same cell phone from Civil War. Yep. Uh, jump over to just oh, hey, <laughs> they care. <laughs> they care. Uh, we jump over to Scarlet Witch and Vision. We establish that they are now like they have a full fledged relationship. Um, it's not. I mean, there's not a ton to do, to like do with that in this movie, other than the fact that it is like. And well, I mean, that, I'll I'll put a pin in that because that's talking about the general themes of the movie and kind of going back to the the dadness of Thanos. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what, once you see it. You can't, you can't unsee You it. really can't. Dread it. Run from it. Dadness still arrives. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Let this... This does bring a smile <laughs> on my face. Oh, God. And so, uh, we jump from there to Scarlet Witch Vision. Of course, we get Cap's introduction as they're fighting the Black Order. And, and Cap's incredible introduction. Um, we, we get those characters... Then we shift over to the Guardians. Um, I might, they might have been... Are they the second scene? They're somewhere there. Basically, we get three scene, three establishing scenes of each group. I just want to say, I want a whole movie shot, born uh, Identity, mm-hmm. one of those movies. They're all shot the same. Just, right, right. Just Black Widow and Captain America just killing people. <laughs> Just taking out people. I'm okay with this. And it's just got that Avengers that's, music playing. That's kind of on a loop. That's kind of Winter Soldier. Like that opening bit where Captain America, like he kicks the guy off the ship yes. in Winter Soldier. Yeah. That, I want that for a whole movie. Non-stop. <laughs> like, like a hardcore Henry. Like the action scene never ends. That'd be what's, interesting. What's the best setup for that? What, 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 is it just like a, a bunch of Hydra helicarriers? Like you just got a bunch of hydro. There's a bomb in this building. Find it. Or or that too. It's in the Pentagon. <laughs> just taking out people in the Pentagon. And they have to work their way through the yes, Pentagon. They have to work their way through the Pentagon. And it happens to be in a spiral pattern. Yes. Let's get back to the movie. No. So we have three scenes. So we get that introduction, then we have three scenes where we each one of them we spend time just establishing our characters. I mean of course we bring Thor into the Guardians, so now we've brought the the two main characters that survived that initial encounter, we brought them back into the fold. And so now we've got our three groups, right? 
And um, we then proceed to go ahead and split off Thor, Groot, and Rocket so they can have their own adventures. Uh, and then we get back to Thanos. Cool? So um, cool. And then, yep. And then we uh, have Thanos. Thor is so cool. Yes. Uh, we have the Thanos. In two movies, he became everyone's favorite mm-hmm. Avenger. Did not see that coming. This movie has finally establishes Thor with the power. Uh, what, what's the word? Um, I thought you were going to say power. They were going to say well, power cosmic, and I was going to. Yes. Huh? He does not have that. But the the power level that he needs to have, yeah. he's over that. At least that he should have, as according to the comics. You don't have to give him that much power, but in this movie, they do give him that much. He power. is not technically OP, but he's OP. He's very OP. Um, and so then we have the Thanos flashback that leads into the Guardian stuff that leads into the discussion of, and we basically just get this long establishing uh, series with the Guardians where we um, go from figuring out how Thanos and Gamora's relationship started. Mm-hmm. To getting to Gamora has now been captured by Thanos. Right. And so we go through all of that. We get a couple more establishing s- scenes where we, we throw in the new characters. Not new characters, but we throw in new characters like Bucky, um, Rhodes, Black Panther, of course. Um, and so we kind of bounce around and we get we, we bring some more of them into the fold so that we're, we're continuing to build out these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, although they're all the same team, but like we're, we're introducing these new characters. They were so smart. In, in setting the finale in Wakanda. Yep. Yep. And they had no idea. <laughs> they had no idea that Black Panther <laughs> was going to make came all out, the money. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we did it. What's that? We Everyone bet on loves Red Black and we were Panther. right. <laughs> Guess everybody's going to know what the third act is like for this movie because that's all the marketing materials yeah. are going to be. Yeah. Well, um, and minus, they also... Minus the end where everybody just loses <laughs> their minds. Well, and then once they have all the teams together, they actually start working back through all these problems. Like, why yes. is everyone getting separated? So they start working in the space yes. section of it. Yeah. Um, well, they do the, a good job of just coming up with very logical reasons as to why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have Ross come back and be like, you better arrest them. And Rhodey's just like, I guess it's a court martial. Bye. Yeah. And then it's like okay so they can't rely on traditional military they can't go to they can't go to the pentagon and be like yep. hey get us the most secure vault you can we're gonna put vision in there and get all special forces we're yeah. gonna just protect this this place yeah. is on lockdown yeah they have to think outside the box yeah so it's like oh we'll go to wakanda mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and hey just... hey you know that place that was set up in previous movies and people like that place <laughs> no do you remember when justice league was a movie <laughs> embarrassing are you talking about like the cartoon movie yeah it was great oh that movie's awesome so infinity they even war make a movie for that for the cartoon so, isn't it just the cartoon so infinity so war. infinity war the <laughs> so they we we go through that um yeah we get we get uh tony and dr strange being like hey let's go back to thanos's home plan let's take the fight to them and you know what they actually have an argument because yes. they discuss be- their possibilities be- well because it would be like Oh, they're just going to his planet, so they give him a big CGI yeah. brawl. Why don't they just go back to Earth, you know, where everybody else yeah. is? And they have an actual discussion about and it. And a reasonable explanation for, like, Tony being like, Hey, I'm a very proactive person. I like to be proactive. I'm going to tell you what I think we should do to be proactive in this situation. And then Doctor I... Strange tells him what his moral compass is because of his yes. activism. And his allegiance to the Time Stone. Yep. I, I love how this movie uses Tony. Yep. 
they do miss out on a chance that we've been talking about frequently, and even on the commentary they mention, um, as most of you probably know, both characters have played uh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah, in their in their perspective shows, and no one made the joke involving yeah. Sherlock. It's well, a fun thing. Well, you know I mean, the it's... worst part is now both Watsons are in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now we need them all together. Can, then, we, can we do that? We're no. not going to do anything with can it. Can we loop them all? No. Not, nah. <laughs> okay. or somehow, they're somehow going to become the new Illuminati. Yes. <laughs> with whatever... What's Martin Freeman's character named? Uh, Everett Ross. Yeah, that guy. Everett Ross. I was going to say Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Wait, Jude Law's in this? No, he's uh, he's Bilbo Baggins of the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's going to be Marvel. Yeah, he's going to be actual Captain Marvel. Has that actually been confirmed? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it's yeah. There's pictures of him. Okay. There's definitely pictures of him in the suit. I totally forgot about this. Marvel's going to make the 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 first good Green Lantern movie before DC does. I just want to point that out. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, we should probably knock on wood for that. it's gonna, it's There's fine. no wood in here. We don't need to. It's We're fine. doomed. Um, Infinity War. So SJW propaganda. <laughs> they're just riding off the coattails of Wonder Woman, and they're going to have political shenanigans. And I'm not going to see the movie because blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, I think Alex just died over there. No, that wasn't me. That was that was that was our audience. Oh, okay. Off to the side, well, just just mm-hmm. that that Quaker in New Hampshire. <laughs> God. That is a that is a gag that we have not revisited in quite a while. I mean, a loving fan that we have not re- mentioned in quite a while. Anyway, uh, so um, Infinity those, War. Those aren't our fans. Our fans are too intelligent. So they're in space and they're going to Titan. Yes. Yeah, so they they're in space. Like basically, they just spend the middle spend the middle of the movie just establishing all these characters and then sort of completing Thanos's arc of taking Gamora. You know, obviously discussing with Nebula, he has a discussion with Gamora about the fact that this is what he needs to do, and Gamora's like, what are you talking about? You're an idiot, and I don't know how to stop you because you're also a super powerful idiot. And they get to Vormir. Obviously, we introduce Red Skull just because, why not? This is a fun universe. Let's introduce some fun characters. Uh, And then we... Can't tell that it's not Hugo Weaving. Yep. Excellent performance by... Crap, I should know this guy's name. Um, The voice actor. Man. That's great. Yes. Uh, I'll have to look that up in a second. Um, but the... Yeah, and so... And then, of course, we get the scene with, with Thanos throwing Gamora off the uh, the cliff and the, the horrible green blood splatter at the bottom. Gushers. Uh, yeah. and She just hit a bag of gushers. She's yep, alive. Yep. And so that's like... Ross Marquand. Yes. Yes, there we go. I thought it was something to do with Ross, but I was like, that can't be right. There's already two characters named Ross in this scene. What did... Anyway... So, um, wait, so he's on Walking Dead, right? Yes. That's, yeah, that's where I knew him from. Glad he traded up. He, he got out. They might use him for something, but I mean, the, the, he was only a voice actor. They might actually use him for something. Uh, and since he, he put in a good performance. Anyway. Why am I talking about Walking Dead? I, I've only seen like two episodes. I shouldn't <laughs> be judging. Uh, so they, yeah, basically they just, they spend the movie kind of rearranging everyone. Um, of course they get Thor and friends to uh nidavalier nidavalia yeah and um, yeah so they get them there say that five times fast yeah they 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 get the guardians and and i already lost on two (laughs) they get the guardians and the space (laughs) avengers together and back on on titan and basically just just set everyone up for the final act 
And then yeah. the final act is literally just like a good 45 minutes of just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, my favorite thing <laughs> is the halfway point. Yeah. It's Vormir. Mm-hmm. As soon as, like, as soon as that music swells and they cut the black, that's half. Yeah. And you know that Thanos, the doom of Thanos is about to come yes. down upon yeah. everybody. And it's, again, another great musical moment for only Tyler and I, because apparently Alex hates this score. Once Alan Silvestri to quit music. Because you can't, you can't have a non-opinion about something. That's correct. Right. Exactly. Hate. Exactly. Love or hate. Exactly. Which is it, Alex? That's why he's about to give this movie an F minus. Yes. And now I will say one problem. I'm hiding the score sheet from you. How are you able to read it? <laughs> <laughs> one problem that a lot of people bring up is that the newest trend in movies is moments. But. I don't know, but I, that's I mean that's the movie is not just moments it's yeah. it's like we were just talking about how there's there's discussions yeah Doctor it, it, Strange and t- it's not just the moments it's in, it's seeing the characters interact and it's seeing these characters grow and of course Thanos himself has an excellent if not so much arc it's an excellent uh, series of tests that he has to go through like it's it's I mean I think the, it's more of a slope yeah like the build up to Infinity Gauntlet involves. Uh, Thanos facing off against the the elders of the universe, which is, by the way, one thing that would not fit at all in this movie, but that would have been wonderful to see Thanos and uh, Jeff Goldblum (laughs) just, like, having some (laughs) weird, like, I don't even know what kind of battle you would do to have him do that with. Uh, In the the comics, the Grandmaster is much more of a straight-faced character. Also, Benicio Del Toro has a cameo on this where he continues to be weird, and I don't know what's (laughs) happening. Don't worry about it. You're not wrong. Um, just, Technically, he's not even there. Just the yeah, that's true. But the, just the way magnificent. Yeah, the first time I saw that in the theater, I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the comics have Thanos face off against in these challenges against the 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 six or these these six like grandmasters or not grand they're elders of the universe is what they are. Mm-hmm. The grandmasters one, and there's some other guys. Um, Galactus. He's a face-off against Galactus for, yes, the, for, for a stone? Not for the stone. That's what I'm talking about I'm... is when he's getting the stones. Okay, I'm talking I'm, about... I'm talking about the build-up to Infinity Gauntlet. He's getting Fine. the stones. <laughs> no, 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 because I'm making a point here of that. That is all about, like, oh, we're seeing how, in the comics, it's like, oh, we're seeing how cool and clever Thanos is. While this is, we're seeing how strong Thanos' completely messed up moral convictions are. And we're getting a constant test of that. And just... Like, that entire build-up and, and seeing the fact that he does sort of genuinely love Gamora, um, but also he's a heartless monster and is worthy of our hatred and just creates a fascinating character for us to watch because it's like, there's no point at which we're rooting for him, but it's also, like, the, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the finale where he he just smiles and just gives the slightest little head nod as he is watching in the distance and the music plays, is one of my favorite moments in cinematic history. It's the, it's the cruelest sort of satisfaction. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And that's, again, talking about the moments, that's not really a moment. Like, that, that the entire ending of the movie is just, like, this this very quiet, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the word, but denonument, denonume, it's, it's a French word for, like, the, the letdown after the climax. It's just this very quiet, like... Denouement? Yeah, something like that. Uh, very quiet. Just everyone's like, "Oh God, we all just lost. This is a problem. Yep, yeah. <laughs> everyone's dead. 
Captain America literally says, oh Yes, and then Thanos is just... His vision's just laying there, (laughs) gray, with a chunk missing from his head. Yeah, and so... A family film! (laughs) Uh, That that would be my response, is that this movie, it builds itself in a way that makes you think it's going to be all about the spectacle. And it ends up being entirely about the characters and the fact that you really care about these characters. Right. And they are in the worst situation of their entire lives. And it builds far. that expectation that They're gonna Thor's, yes. Thor is going to show up, he's going to kill Thanos, and he's going to save the day, and he's not going to get to snap his fingers. But Again, going back to Last Jedi. Um, oh, no. The, well, the... the Part of, one of the one of the Ryan themes. Back. <laughs> one of the themes of Last Jedi is the oh the there's this constant feeling of not even really constant but just in general with with Poe and uh, Finn and Rose their their general plot uh, ends up failing because it's 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 the, the movie has a theme of failure and it's about like teaching fa- again an imperfect version of this one where the entire movie is the heroes. It's it's the opposite almost of the 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 traditional you know superhero movie structure where it's like oh the heroes are just getting by by the skin of their teeth they keep winning you know they keep getting doing the one thing that allows them to get forward well in this movie Thanos is the hero yeah. and so our heroes keep just barely screwing up enough to to give yeah. Thanos a shot to keep going yeah. and then finally it happens at the very end where Thor tries to kill him. Uh, but he, Thor has to try and grandstand and, and tell him, oh yeah, I got my revenge. Yeah. And that, instead of just going for the kill, and that allows him to finally make the snap. Yeah. And it's 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 a build of all of that. And so that's, it's just such an interesting thing to watch as the heroes just continually fall on their faces yeah. in the opposite way that they normally would. Yeah. This is an Avengers movie, but it's definitely Thanos' movie. Yeah. It's this close to being a Thor movie. Yes. <laughs> but it's Thanos' movie. There's a reason that the end credit says Thanos will yeah, return. Exactly. Beyond just trying so to... Moved. Yeah, beyond just trolling you entirely. The children yes. that are crying in the eyes. But, <laughs> I don't want any more of Thanos! <laughs> but, that's, but that's the pattern with all these movies. Whoever will return is technically the main character. Yeah. And that was Thanos this time because we got to follow his trek yes. to his ultimate goal. Yeah. And he's the one looking it off into the sunset at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Mm-hmm. For sunrise, technically. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> well, I also like how he just trolls everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets Peter to that point where, like, hey, I made you. I got you. I made you. You, you were going to kill your girlfriend. I got you to that point. Yep. Well, I forced I, you to pull the well, this, I, so know, this I got is, you to pull the trigger. And this goes into the, th- the themes of the movie and the fact that, like, it's it's really fascinating that the way they set all this up because Thanos and Scarlet Witch are the only people who have enough conviction in their goals to go through with killing somebody or something they love. Well, Star Lord. Okay, that's true, but he but like he doesn't actually. Which is why Thanos likes him. He literally says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you. Um, or I guess my my point is succeeds, but and even then, Scarlet Witch doesn't really. Um, fair point. But my overall point is that. He constantly sets up these situations where they're having to bargain. Yeah. Where it's it's Loki's bargaining for Thor's life or for the, the giving him giving up the cosmic cube and Loki's like, ah no, you can take Thor and then he's like, Okay, I regret my actions and then he and then he, he gives in, he gets killed. And then Yeah, same thing with Star Lord. Star Lord is so I... hesitant to do it. Thanos pushes him to do so hesitant to kill Gamora, Thanos pushes him to do it. He finally tries it. Thanos was never going to let him do it anyway, but he pushed him to that point. Yeah. Um and it's it's kind of a, a proof of the fact that 
that you know Starlord's heart wasn't in it, mm-hmm. and also the fact that it still failed, even though he has to live with the fact that he made that decision for himself. Right. Um, well, and then you go to Doctor Strange. Yes. He gave up something to save someone, and that's kind of yep going yep. against Thanos's ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and of course you get Thanos obviously killing Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Um, in almost sort of reverse, where the Soul Stone, he has to kill something, someone he loves, or you know, kill, kill someone that's important to him, uh, take a life basically in order to get the stone. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange gives him the stone in return for getting a life, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. He definitely didn't one up though. What do you mean? You said he got a life. I don't think he one up. No, maybe he did. Because if he did, then he maybe that disintegrated. You know. Maybe he, he disintegrated. Spoilers! Maybe he disintegrated. We said this was a spoiler. Spoilers! Podcast. Maybe he disintegrated twice. I didn't know he was going to die. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie. <laughs> um, but then, of course, at the end, the big, the biggest moment, the climax of the movie is Scarlet Witch killing Vision, and we're all like, "Oh God, she did it! Vision's dead, uh, but she saved the day." And then we completely forget about the time stone, and then Thanos shows up, and he's like, "Nah, man, <laughs> made you look." <laughs> um, but this is no time at all. Yeah, he, he should have just walked over. You blinked, which is, and then he turns back time. <laughs> which is his conversation with Scarlet Witch is fascinating, and just like the way that he's like, "Wow, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, little girl. You you murdered someone you love for me. I just wow. met you five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, and then he reanimates. I, I caught you in a bit of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> however, however, I'm gonna have to reverse that. <laughs> Sorry. Turns back time. Look, I know you worked really hard, A for effort, definitely for effort, but (laughs) we can't have this. What's the line? You are officially pardoned. From from death. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Or from life, sorry. I messed up. From life. Come on, man. uh, Yeah, it's it's they, they they consistently set up these situations. And of course, the overall situation with the vision of Captain America um, specifically says, "We're not going to give up Vision. We're gonna we're gonna protect Vision. We're not gonna let him just like destroy it or get killed." Like he's like, "What's what's that? Superheroes actually caring yeah. about yeah. people, individual lives, like Tony Stark going into the streets, and not and... just the girls that they're weirdly attached to in creepy ways." Yep. Look at you, Cavill. <laughs> Or like um, Tony Stark going out on the streets and seeing if people are okay and asking other people to help other people. It's like, how is he able to sense Lois is in danger but doesn't immediately sense where Martha is? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We discussed this. It's it doesn't okay. make any sense. It's not hurting you anymore, Alex. Well, it, it hurts me every day when I have to wake up and live in a world where Batman or <laughs> Superman exists. It just reminds me of, of, of something that one of my favorite YouTube personalities that I know you don't like, CinemaSins... Talks about. I hate CinemaSins and everything they represent. I know, but there's that one joke they always make, and I can't really say it on here. But I don't know which joke. I'm you're sort of familiar to. with what you're talking about. I'm sure the audience knows. What it's you're the talking. power of sexual attraction, if you will. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Amy Adams is an attractive lady. Well, right, but I'm saying that that's the reason that he's able to keep track of her <laughs> and not Martha. <laughs> Even though, like, Superman I shouldn't is... have brought this up. No, you shouldn't, shouldn't have. have. You went too far. Yeah. So anyway, the theme I? of loss and Infinity War uh, and, and general sacrifice. 
But it is it like that. That's such a strong running theme and and characteristic of this entire movie, where they constantly bring that up and they constantly ask the characters to make choices that are hard and don't have a good way out. Yeah. And then see how the characters react. And some of the characters are like, "I'm not giving up at all. Good, you're dead." It's like, the, I'm just along for the ride, Mister Stark. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's. Oh God. <laughs> they constantly have these characters uh, do this you know, be be presented with these choices that there's not actually a correct answer to because either way it's going to end horribly. Um, it's the it's the pull the lever to, to kill one man to save five. You know, do, yeah. do you pull the lever in the train, the famous psychological test? Or yeah. It's that same idea. And so, yeah. The needs of the many outweigh the needs yes. of the few. What is the conversation like between Nebula and Tony? <laughs> just on that planet after all that goes down so does that ship fit more than one person <laughs> no or, or, or am i gonna have to just flies off or am i gonna have to sit on your lap or i feel like how's this look, gonna work i feel like he just look at her and go um so my suit's kind of trashed do you have a gun so i can shoot myself <laughs> No, she only Avengers has that sword. Sp- dun, 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 dun. <laughs> she only has that spinning sword. I don't know if that's going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, but you, you got it off his head. It's fine. <laughs> god. Oh my gosh, this went way dark. Um, I mean, this movie is dark. Now, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, another complaint I've kind of heard is that this movie does go to a too dark a place. Heavy. It's, it's heavy very heavy. Place. Why is everything so heavy in the future? (laughs) Particularly, and I guess mostly because this immediately picks up where Ragnarok leaves off. And Ragnarok, like, with Thanos showing up, it's a joke at the end of the last movie. Yeah. Where Thor goes, I think everything's going to be fine from now on. And then Thanos' ship is there. And it's a gag. And in this movie, we we start the movie's like, Oh no! Oh no! God! When, like, everyone's on the floor dead. They kill Heimdall. They kill Loki. Korg better be alive. Apparently, I think they've confirmed that. They, no, they haven't. Are you sure Taika Waititi hasn't? They confirmed that... Valkyrie's alive. Valkyrie, okay. other Asgardians, and I think he said Korg was alive. I could have alive. sworn they said Korg was alive. I, I believe in the and Meek. and Meek. I believe in the commentary track, they said something like, pray for Korg or something. Oh, okay, well, they, yeah. They're not going to kill Korg. <laughs> hey, man, that's a giant spaceship you got there. Can you uh, stop firing at us? You can't kill a pile of rocks. There you go. You yeah. can turn it into butterflies, but you can't, can't kill a pile of rocks. Man, I don't got any more flyers for our revolution. Uh, guess we're going to have to escape. Bye, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goodbye, <much>. new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... So the dark, <laughs> but uh, particularly compared to like a lot of the other Marvel movies, is this too dark? No, no. Partic- I, th- I think with uh, with Thor, I agree. I'm just <laughs> throwing That's out all the we're giving you. See, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I think is exceptionally light for a Marvel movie. I think too is, light. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that's. The, but I'm just saying it is li- a lot lighter. Well, one thing I, I feel like the people that, that talk about how dark this movie is, they fail to mention how funny it is. Mm-hmm. This movie consistently has jokes to try and outweigh how dark it is. Yes. And it's not like... I mean, it's it, it, there is some like kind of quippy stuff, but it's not... They're not laughing It's, it's a lot death. of gallows humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, it's like Tony Stark standing there just staring out like yes. hopelessly after they say they're there. I remember to that might be have been the biggest take laugh the first time I watched this butt. for me. Was was Tony just staring into the distance like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> Peter just looks at him like, everything all right? <laughs> don't call us plucky. Yeah. We don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, and a lot of the humor does come from the Guardian side. See, also the darkest well. movie in the MCU is Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> it's, it's in the name. Dark, it's got dark it's in, in the, the title. Um, Malekith loses some limbs. I mean, that's, that's yeah, pretty... that's very grim. I mean, hell, Does he? Heck, like, th- yeah, he gets like almost fully dismembered. I don't even remember how that movie ends. <laughs> well, they, really they, they do it with all the portal things. They do retcon the the reality stone or whatever. Yeah kind of just like this is how this works well it's just like we're gonna shoot the magic goo up into the sky and it's gonna make everything dark as opposed to this movie where it's just like you can change reality well yeah they're changing the reality temporarily apparently (laughs) your reality is now dark um so anyway also i think that movie suffers i i was thinking about it more and how the avengers movies in particular have been able to escalate the threat yeah um because the first and second movies really the threat is just to earth and Mm -hmm. this one's like the universe yeah Throw the Dark World's the universe. It's like... Yeah. Pump the brakes, kid. <laughs> Hold up. Iron Man 3 is just... It's a threat to Tony and, like, the politics of yes. the United States. Yeah. Similar with Captain America. Well, that's that's a bit more global, because mm-hmm. the, the whole thing with the, the helicarriers shooting everyone yeah, and yeah, making yeah. him a threat. Yeah. Uh, but the, for the most part, I feel like that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about the MCU, they fail to mention, is that they've done a pretty solid job at, at maintaining consistent escalation in the yeah. threat As Thor, a, Thor of the Dark World does really stand out there and it's 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 more so than that of the fact that it's been a threat that's been slowly sort of rolling towards yeah. this moment yeah. in Infinity War because Iron... we need a threat that necessitates having this many characters yes. involved yes and and Tony has been constantly like preparing harder and harder for the PTSD to to basically uh, try and defend himself against the PTSD he has from the battle in New York. Yeah. And the fact that that has continually uh, heightened until now he's at the point where he's just like losing his mind trying to upgrade everything, fix everything, protect everything. Like he, he, he's got the best of the best. Yes. I can't and wait. he still can't wait. <laughs> I just can't wait to see what he has next movie. I know we, we don't yeah. speculate, but I cannot wait to see yeah. what's next. Um, well, I was going to say too, like it's it's the same idea of like, Captain America has been increasingly torn away from his country and the values of the institution to stand by his own moral values. And this is a continued escalation of that to where it's like, he is literally balancing the fate of the universe on, I will not give up one life. Yeah. And it's not, it, I will not give up one robot. Well, he, he like, won't give up, but like, he's also not smiling as much as he used to. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. It's, like, it, it's, it's a man who's, well, but it, it's, he's like kind of increasingly becoming more and more entrenched in like, I will not break. Like, I'm, I'm only going to do this my way and that eventually <laughs> things go very wrong because of that. Um, everything with Captain America yes. in this movie. Yes, it's it, fantastic. It, he doesn't get a whole lot to do in this movie. And but every said, moment. And, and they've said that every character that doesn't get a whole lot to do in this movie gets more to do in yes. the next one. I, so I'm super excited for that. But just, they use him so well. And I'm so glad the Russos have talked about how they, for the longest time, were fighting for him to show up in Wakanda at the yes. end. I'd, I would not yeah, want yeah. that. I want him to show up when he does and use him now, sparsely. And now he's a leader throughout the movie. And now he's a leader yeah, throughout yeah. the movie. Um, and I, th- I find it so interesting that they don't have him and Tony interact at all. I think that's mm-hmm. so smart. Mm-hmm. And be like, 
oh, we actually have fallout from Civil War. They're not going to be buddy buddy. Yeah. Like they're not going to immediately yeah. get back. We're together. not going to have it be well, like. Oh, it was interesting because the end of Civil War almost made me feel like, oh, I guess they got over that. Yeah, and then they and and I love the fact that it's like Tony has the phone. All he has to do is call him, and he doesn't. And he still hasn't. Yeah, it's been two years. Maybe they'll get over it. They didn't. <laughs> Basically. Well, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see the original Avengers cast all together. And that's that's I think a very interesting. Is that a little too coincidental? No. Well, it could it could play into what we were talking about. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to go with that angle, but if it is the angle of like he leaves alive the people that end up being able to stop him because one reason or another. And I don't know how they would address that in the movie, but poetically speaking, I love that the the last Avengers movie with with this iteration of the cast is going to. Yep, be all of the original yes. team. Yes, that's nice. I'm just questioning from a nitpicking jerk yeah. perspective. That's is that a little easy that it's it's all the original Avengers? Yeah. I, don't, I I'm curious if they like all the Guardians except for Rocket or yes. that. I'm curious if they'll address that. Um, if that's going to be something that and the, and of course this is where we're looking at rad, random patterns. Though there will be clusters. It's it's not just everything's kind of e- evenly. Uh, yes. separated from everything else. Yeah. Um but a little statistical analysis yeah, there, there for you. you. Uh but the, and this is sort of getting yeah. into the and this is where we could speculate a little bit about the fourth one and the fact that this is going to rely on the fourth one as well. The legacy of this movie and I I don't really have any reason to doubt them for the fourth one, but it is going to re- especially just knowing what the Russo brothers have done this like with Civil War and that sort of thing. Um but it is going to rely on that one to actually have make sure all of this really pays off in the way that it needs to pay off. I mean, it already kind of has. I can see how when they release this, they were like, this is kind of its own complete movie. Like, Thanos gets an arc. This could almost be the end of the MCU. (laughs) Like, it's a super depressing end. That would be incredible. Uh, Yeah. Um, Poetic. mm -hmm. (laughs) In the worst of ways. it, It goes on to, as well, like we were just talking about, how superhero movies constantly do grapple with that sort of do you go for one life or do you say do you protect one person to save or let one person die to save you know hundreds of millions or whatever yeah um and i think i was reading an article not long after this movie came out about the fact that this movie answers that with the wrong answer is to protect the one life because if they just like kill vision immediately yeah it'd be fine and so it's like It'll be very interesting to see how that comes around and if they, like, what... Because every pretty much every movie is like, oh, they end up... I mean, the, the past MCU movies have been like, they end up saving they killed, everyone. They killed Doctor Strange. Yep. <laughs> that would, nobody would have gotten the time stone after that. Um, but yeah, it's just the sort of thing of... Um, I, I'm very curious to see how they pay that off and kind of balance out how dark this is. Um, I very much expect several members of the original cast to die uh i'll i'll be kind of disappointed if no one does um and i expect see you say that they could do it in a way that lord of the rings yeah once you get past that first movie nobody really dies that's part of the fellowship and it doesn't matter because the stakes are high enough that you understand that they are making choices that can kill them and also dark knight rises somehow is able to not kill anyone off yeah which some people argue against, but I would also agree, as you would agree, that it is a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just amazing that, that that thought never like even entered my mind of like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, they, they didn't really kill off yeah, any no, that, characters. Yeah. That's all right. Um, 
And so they could pull it off. But I, I have a feeling we might lose Cap and Tony. I, I think... At a minimum. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, I have a pretty strong feeling that we're going to... I think that might be close to their... Close after their reunion. Um, and so... Because I feel like that's going to... Ch- my main thing is that if that's going to cheapen the fact that, like, everyone died or half the universe died or whatever. Oh, no, everyone's back and it's fine. Like, I, I feel like you have to trade... I mean, it, I feel like it might kind of play into the sacrifice thing of, like, it finally gets to the point where these people who have been sacrificing other lives or protecting other lives or whatever it may be, they finally sacrifice themselves in order to save everybody else. I think I feel like we're going to go somewhere in that Well, and they range. also make the point that these characters aren't going to stop until their war... Or whatever you want to yeah. call it is over. Like Tony is going to keep on improving yeah. until he's beaten his enemy Thanos or has died. Yes. And for Cap, he can't really live in any kind of situation that isn't yeah. war. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like it's going to be the end for them. Yeah. How many? So who all is left at the end of it? It's it's the the, the original cast. It's War Machine, right? War Machine. He's, he's still around. Okuye. Yeah. Okuye. Yeah. Okoye and Mbaku are still there. Okay. Once again, nice touches. Rocket. Especially M'Baku has his little uh, war cry mm-hmm. on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, somebody watched Black Panther. <laughs> and then they have the Black Panther theme. Like, it's great the amount of, of references and, and consistencies that yes. they, they maintain with, yes. with the other films. They exactly. could have easily just left behind. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I like, think... They, they really do. Um, I'm also convinced that Rocket's going to die because of the fact that he is the only Guardian left alive. I don't think the entire original Avengers cast is going to die. Um, I feel like Bruce Banner's probably fine. I, I don't think they're going to... We need to talk about Bruce. Oh, yeah, we have... That, that was the whole reason we got into that structure thing. And then, yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, just as my, my, my theory is that we're going to lose Cap, Tony, and, and Rocket because that's going to be super depressing and heartbreaking and awesome if they do that. Um... See, I don't want to. I don't want to start thinking about who's going to die. Fair, because then fair. I'll start being like, "All right, I'm ready to let him go," <laughs> and then somebody else will get killed. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I didn't ready myself for that. <laughs> Quicksilver's going to die again. You're gonna be like, I didn't see that going. Silver Surfer's going to die as soon as he enters the screen. <laughs> Thanos is coming. Oh crap! I'm too late. He's already here. It's, all, it's almost. Like, that was it's played Ray by Bill. it's played by Bill Murray. There you go. <laughs> Bill Murray is the Silver Surfer, <laughs> but it's not just—it's not the voice. It's Bill Murray, silver paint, like silver jumpsuit. Exactly, this paint, <laughs> paint, no body shave, nothing. On like a matte silver surfboard. It's not even like shiny. It's just yeah. like and then great. Che- and then Chevy chases Galactus. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't really know how we got here, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, but with anyway, with Bruce Banner, <laughs> with Bruce Banner, it's interesting to get to see him for almost an entire movie not being able to yes. be the Hulk. I'm very curious if well, the, they handle that so well. With, yes, with Thanos immediately presenting himself as the biggest yeah, threat. Of it's life. immediately hey like, guys, you, you know how I've got I've got I've got the, the whichever stone is from Guardians. I've already got that stone. Yeah, I'm gonna beat the Hulk without any stones. Yeah, exactly, and that's and I'm that's, gonna beat him down in thirty seconds. Yeah. And that's in a nice wide shot where you can see what's going yep. on, and the choreography's yep. awesome. Um, and the payoff of that is <clears throat> is in the finale when it's like when Thanos shows up, we know it's done. 
he, there's no like we're Captain America and Black Widow. They, they're not going to do anything. Like that's that's that. Like, What's the Winter Soldier going to do? Yeah. Oh, it's great because Thanos just like shoots him with the power thing and just falls over. Just like I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm sorry, guys. That's all Bucky does that last half hour. He just keeps falling <laughs> over. Um, we should also talk about the 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 uh, fight, kind of mini fight with uh, the female Black Order lady. I cannot remember her name. Uh, midnight pro- Proxima Proxima Midnight, midnight yes um, just named her stupid <laughs> and so uh, anyway the yeah, I know that, we're dealing with a movie with a character named Spider-Man in it but those <laughs> names are stupid uh, so so Thanos shows back up shows up in Wakanda after and it's like we've established that he can beat down the Hulk no problem we've established that he can hold off a fight from the hold his own at least in, in a fight with the entirety of not the entirety of, but we like with half the Guardians and half the Avengers, basically like some of the and Doctor Strange, you know, one of the strongest Avengers, and and I guess I guess he's not technically an Avenger in this. Anyway, he hasn't really been knighted, um, but Spider Man yeah. gets knighted yeah. and it's, it's awesome. wonderful. Um, but yeah, so they all like it, it show it establishes that he can take them all on one on mini or whatever. Yeah, and so then when he shows up, we know we're like. We don't. There's nothing to hope for here. It's not going to happen. Um, and then, and then, of course, Thor showing up is the last, the last vestige of like, well, maybe no. Okay, maybe we should just take Vision and push him someplace else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or um, as uh, Tony would propose, but, put him down a garbage disposal. Yes. Uh, but all that being said, uh, <laughs> that's dark too. <laughs> Bruce's Bruce's arc in this is 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 pretty. Uh, fascinating to see where I know that's well, incomplete. Ma- yeah. Well, the 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 crux of this is that um, he sat down with like uh, he being Mark Ruffalo sat down with Kevin Feige and was like Feige was like, hey, what would you do in a Hulk movie? And he was like, well, I'd do this. And then Feige was like, great, let's do that over three movies. And so he got his chunk in Ragnarok, where it's he's entirely Hulk. He got his chunk here, where it's he's entirely Bruce. And I have a feeling they might do Hulk Bruce in the next one, where it's like he's fully like he's like in control Professor Hulk. yeah yeah like where he's fully in control i have a feeling that might be where they go with that or that or it's just like a he he at least has a relationship with him, with the hulk where he can transform at will something like that kind of back to something where he, where he was at in the avengers yes and um so yeah yeah basically so i'm curious to see where they'll go with that but i i just think it's really cool to see him. like the the bit where he's like fine i'll do it myself and then he he blows up uh I don't remember the big dude's name. Cole Obsidian. Never mind. <laughs> he blows up. These names are stupid. <laughs> he, blo- he blows up Cole Obsidian uh, with by by shooting him into the into the shield with the arm, the Hulkbuster arm, and it's it's great. And the, the the little line where he's watching up and he's like, "Hulk, we got some things to work out, pal." Like that's that's wonderful. Um, Is he made out into too much of a joke? And that's kind of well, the fact that he kills a, off the an guy issue like that happened that comes with Thor Ragnarok as well. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Well, I no, think it's the whole bit where he's he's it's almost like frat boy humor almost when he's yeah. trying to hulk out at the beginning yeah. and and they're like why why can't why can't you kind of yeah come on hulk yeah. out yeah and, and, dude you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards <laughs> that's nice um, but I I think that uh, there I feel like hopefully the the payoff of that in the next one when he finally does hulk out whenever that is or how far into the movie that is I feel like that's gonna be. 
pretty um pretty strong because of the fact that they've kind of I think the fact that he doesn't show up in this movie is genius. I don't know. I'll say I, that much. I think it's just for me, Bruce feels like a completely different character in Ragnarok. Yeah. And this is consistent with Ragnarok, but yeah. I don't I feel well, like it's just like his, Ragnarok's his, a his relationship movie. with the Hulk is just kind of nebulous and it's just kind of whatever the, yes. what the plot needs it to be from from yeah. what I've gathered. Yeah. Uh and I guess you can write it off as well. The Hulk, he was the Hulk, and he's on an alien planet, so Bruce is just kind of out of it and crazy. A little bit. I think that's sort of supposed he's been to be under what for we two get. years. Yeah, I yeah. think that's sort of supposed to be what we get out of it. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's just like that's that's just your excuse to turn him into a joke. Yes. I don't. I mean, I don't know that he is not. Yeah. I feel like he's shouting a lot more than he did in the other. Yeah. He's like shouting for comedic effect. Like, Oh, this handles like a dream. It's just like being the Hulk, but I'm in control. And then yeah. he falls. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I, on, again, I, depends. I don't... Once again, this is sort of bringing outside criticisms into yeah. it. I don't necessarily feel this problem, but... Yeah. I don't it, know how much of it is this movie versus some of the issues I had with Ragnarok. And that's sort know. of the thing is that Ragnarok is such a fascinating thing long term for... I mean, I remember Feige talking about Ragnarok, how that was going to have long-term implications for the entire MCU. And and I feel like when we first watched it, we were kind of like, eh. Like, it's... Asgard's basically still kind of the same. Doesn't seem to have done all that much. Thor lost an eye, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of the way it reinvigorated... Thor lost an eye. And then he got one. Yeah. Okay. I think the ways in which it sort of reinvigorated the characters, though, in terms of just, like, these tools are now so much more fun to work with for other writers. I, I think that's... It's not a very nice name to call the actors. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm talking you about remember, the characters, but that's fine. You remember when um, Thor was the most boring protagonist in Thor the Dark World? That's what I'm World? saying. Like, Thor is now a fun character to write, and they understand him, and because of that, they've they've tapped into... I mean, the, this is the first time the Russes have had Thor, and so it's like, hey, hey, that's our food. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's cracked something open for those characters... Even if they weren't great, they didn't have great emotional stakes in that. In Ragnarok, it, it cracks something open for these characters to really become really excellent, nuanced, maybe a little silly sometimes characters. Um, but uh, it, it, a lot of it depends on where they go, specifically with Bruce in the next movie. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. I thought it was weird with Bruce how they just kind of shrugged off the Nat thing. Yeah. You know why they shrugged it off. Well, because no one liked it, but... And also, it was kind of weak and out of nowhere. Some people liked it, okay? That's all I'm yeah. saying. Well, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with it, but... It's like we said in, in our review of Age of Ultron, the fact that I don't really have a problem with them saying, hey, it's been like six months or whatever, they have a relationship now. It's the fact that they don't really have good chemistry. Yeah. Uh, that, that was more my issue. Well, so. like, I, I don't see them really, like... I don't know, whenever they're across the room and they have, like, their moment, it's not really believable. Which well, is where that yeah. chemistry would come into play. Yeah. Well, this leads probably into my last criticism, and then once again, pretty minor. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the movie is as at such a breakneck pace that when they get to Wakanda, it's immediately, oh, we're in a battle. I feel like if they took five, ten minutes to kind of yeah. breathe, be like, we're going to set up all of our, our fortifications, we're going to get all of our arms together, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a couple minutes for Nat and Bruce to maybe yeah. talk. And apparently there's there's a scene that, that was cut or yeah. something. Because there's a bit in the trailer where they, it looks like they're talking to each other. Um, 
Maybe a little bit more between Bucky and yeah. Cap. Yeah. You know, a I think there's room for a, maybe a two or three minute scene where you just have them. They're running around. They're preparing. They're organizing supplies. I don't know. They're they're checking on everyone, checking on the shields. I think you have enough room for that to for for characters to interact in that. I think the movie moves too fast, and I think at that point in the movie, you've set up too many ticking time bombs that you need to to keep moving. So I, I was I mainly thinking of of two towers when yeah. they get to Helm's Deep. I just don't and they think... take like twenty minutes to be like, okay, we're gonna prepare. Yeah. Oh, we're we're kind of screwed here, yeah. aren't we? But that's. It's not moving as fast as... You know, it's not. Yeah, like, this is moving a lot faster. Well, we also gotta Especially remember... Especially with Treebeard, it ain't moving fast <laughs> at all. Right, we gotta remember this is... I mean, kind of like what we were saying earlier, Thanos' movie. Yeah. And yeah, he's true. not going to rest until his mission's yeah. done. So that kind of gets... It's that. It's, it's Thor's working on the hammer. It's it's all that. Well, the axe, it's all of that. Random side note, Groot making the handle for Stormbreaker. Spectacular. Pretty sick. One contribution, his only, con- well, and, okay, he well, also, there's, a, okay, he has two contributions to the movie, because he does that, and then he also has the bit where he's murdering alien dudes from Thanos' army, and then He's Thor, introduced as Tree. Yeah, yeah, and then he says, I am Groot, and Captain America's like, I am Steve Rogers, and like, taps his chest, and it's so good. Yeah. Now, one thing I gotta bring up, just because he picked up Stormbreaker does not make him, like, necessarily worthy, that only applies to Mjolnir. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> Truth. Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when uh, Rocket's talking with Thor, and they're kind of running through all the terrible things that have actually happened to Thor over these past yeah. new movies. You, you got you, you still have a, you still have a brother dead. <laughs> and like he, he literally just runs down the list, mm-hmm. conveniently leaving out the fact that the, the Warriors Three got killed. Well, they're his best <laughs> friend. Based on the first couple of Thor movies, I thought they were. Based on the first couple of Thor movies, I was pretty sure the Heimdall was his best friend. He's not having dinner with him. Well, yeah, because he has a job to do. I guess. Guy's gotta eat. (laughs) Tyler doesn't get to have dinner with me every night. As much as he wishes that he could. This isn't... No, we're we're not comparing these things. (laughs) This thing is not like this thing. It's totally like this. In this conversation, I am Thor. No. (laughs) You you said I don't get to have dinner with you. In the same way that Thor doesn't get to have dinner with Heimdall. No, Heimdall doesn't get to have dinner with Thor. (laughs) So Infinity War. (laughs) The greatest movie ever made. The greatest movie ever made. Anyways, I love that scene where Rocket's like, okay, I gotta be the captain now. So that Mm -hmm. whole bit with, with... uh, Star Lord, mm-hmm. um, and then Thor goes, "Whoa, he he hasn't fought me twice, and besides, what what more do I have to lose?" And it's like yes. you shouldn't have said anything. No, Thor is that well, first cr- that, then T'Challa says he will have nothing but <laughs> dust and blood. <laughs> you guys need to quit setting yourselves up like this. Quit jinxing yourselves. Chris Hemsworth's performance, Hemsworth's performance in this movie. Specifically that scene where he's got the monologue that sort of starts jokingly and then turns into like, oh god, he's 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 in a bad place right now. That is an excellent well, performance. He, well, and he's like, uh, regret, loss, um, they're all excellent motivators. Keep the mind clear and yeah. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was he was awesome in this movie. He's he's so good. Um, he, he's finally catching and I do I do wonder too if he's if he's going to continue to stick with the MCU long term because it's like. 
How many other projects has he had that have actually been successful? You're not going to get Buffalo Bill. Not Buffalo Bill. Beta Buffalo Ray. Bill. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Beta Ray Bill. I'm sorry. It's late. <laughs> but, I, no, I'm just saying in general, like, he ha- he's done, like, has he done, like, two racing movies? Am Marvel's I making that up? Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <Marvel>. <laughs> Lotion, man. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like because of what Taika Waititi did with the character and the fact that he's made it fun... Like, this is, that's the best performance he's given us Thor so far, is this movie. And it's like... Yep. That, I feel like that has... I, I'm very excited to see what they do with him going forward, and I really hope he continues to stick with this franchise, because I want to see more of him. Um, Don't say it. He'll probably die. It's fine. You, you, keep, you keep talking well, about... You keep talking well, about... They're going to kill see, him. I, it's a win-win situation for me. Because if he dies, they'll replace him with Beta Ray Bill. So <laughs> actually, they're going to replace him with Jane with the uh, Jane. Oh God! <laughs> I don't think Natalie Portman wants More any part of that. <laughs> propaganda. I, I think Natalie I'm Portman kidding. is very much out in that regard. Nope, she's still in. <laughs> she's going to be like, yeah, deeply, I wasn't here for the last four deeply undercover appearances. If, if they didn't bring back Hugo Weaving, <clears throat> they ain't bringing back Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know. Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill's weapon in the comics, and Beta Ray Bill is a, is a glorious, glorious horseman. <laughs> not, uh, not to be confused with a horseman, the uh, actual no, no, no. horse man. He's a man uh, with a horse face. And he's like, I don't even know what color he's supposed to be. <laughs> brownish? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a brownish gold thing. But he wears Thor's. And he wears Thor's, Thor's armor, the same, same armor as Thor, and he's got, he's got Stormbreaker. Which is the weapon, and uh, he's he's wonderful, and uh, I want him in a movie. Anyway, um, I I but yeah, like the, the I'm trying to think of other characters we should talk about um, from this movie. Again, the problem is that I, we're getting to the point where we've talked over talked through a lot of this movie, and so I want to continue on to so in the next movie. Well, last thing I just want to say is Tony, his worst fear is yes. realized at the end of the movie, yep. and that's probably the most depressing thing of all. Uh, Tony's desperate battle with Thanos might be the best one in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like just the best, the best like choreographed one-on-one fight well, of just, just like him just throwing everything, and and Thanos's line of of all that all that for a drop of blood. That is, I think, Josh Brolin's best delivered line. I mean, that's a very specific thing to like point out in the yeah. movie. But just like it's just like oh snap! <laughs> well, just the moment where where Tony gets stabbed, that yes. was like everybody went silent in the theater. Yeah, yeah, big old gasp. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little easy that he's just able to like spray the thing on himself and he's fine. I don't yeah. know, but that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, up until that point, he thought he was gonna get finished off by yeah. Yeah, Thanos, which would have been a strange thing to do without ha- having him and Cat meet up again. Which is so I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, just like everything he's yes. done to try and combat this has just led to complete catastrophe. Uh-huh. Even so much as yeah, I've got Spider Man. He's a nice little kid. I'm mentoring him. He's getting oh, <laughs> he's dead. no. Oh, well, that's why I love the moment where Spider Man's on board the ship with him, and he's like, "Well, this suit is so intuitive. So really, it's your fault that I'm here." <laughs> and Tony's like. Don't you dare put that on me right now. Do you know what's in my head? Do- I'm about to have a panic attack right now. Basically. We are in a spaceship 
flying off to God knows where. You are not putting this on yeah, yeah. right now. Well, and then they have the excellent aliens slash alien mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That was another one of those goosebump moments for me whenever the iron spider legs popped out of his yep. back. I, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He's it was, it was using them to crawl around the, the floating wreckage on Titan. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty much done with everything I wanted to say about the movie. All right, Tyler, you ready to speculate been, for the next hour? <laughs> we've been all over the place. I don't know that I have much more to say either. Um, Odds are, if we haven't brought it up, we liked it. Yeah. 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 Great movie. If you haven't seen it, go rent it, go buy it, watch it, watch it again, and watch it again. Once you've seen it for the fifth time, I want watch to it again. <laughs> on a survey of the amount of people that have not watched Avengers Infinity War and are deciding to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm guessing it's one. And it's Joseph. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> Dread it. Fear it, run from it. In the end, Infinity War still arrives. Yep. Oh man. Do we want to go ahead and do grades, and then you guys can do mindless sure. speculation? Yes. Sure. I I can go. go I'm, I'm going to give it a, an infinity. Um. Okay, we're going back to stupid grades. <laughs> oh yes, we're going back. This to is stupid. my this is my opposite to uh, Batman versus Superman. So good. It gives me chills every time. I can't stop watching it. If I had to give it one of your serious grades, it's an A+. Plus, no question for me. Is is this your favorite superhero movie? Yeah. Is this your favorite movie? Probably for now. Okay. Right now, it's sitting as my favorite movie. T-Lore? I'm going to go a little A-plus there. Okay. A little bit of A-plus. Uh, I thought about trying to come up with a... a, a novelty grade for it to combat the the f minus but the a plus is the opposite of an f minus at the end so i think of them this i i I have as much love for my a pluses as i do hatred for my f minuses so so can can i guess your grade sure a minus yes yep yeah that's what i figured which which is funny because i've got i've got my trilogy of russo brothers marvel movies that are all a minus are they really yes that's funny what did I give? Did I give Winter Soldier A minus or did I do B plus? I feel like you went A range. That's not, A minus sounds right, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's Civil War. You gave it an A. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I can totally understand the A minus because, like, honestly, most of my love for this movie comes from just investment in the universe. Investment in the universe, kind of being a fanboy, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I admit there, there's some of that going on for me. I mean, and that didn't swing. I, I should mention that did not swing some of my other grades for the MCU. Yeah, there were some true. of the other MCU movies I was like, "This is trash. I it's, don't like this." That's very true. Um, but uh, trash is a strong word, but not very good. Iron Man three sucks. Uh, <laughs> the, How dare you? You didn't give Iron Man three a I'm good the grade. Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you giving me that look, Alex? I gave it a C plus, right? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because I like things about it. What did I give it? You gave it a C. It sucks. You know. <laughs> What's up? Oh, I was just looking at the score sheet and I saw Doctor Strange. And it was, and you had your labels over all your grades. So A for Alex, T for Tyler. I thought that the A was for you for Doctor Strange. And the T 
was Tyler's grave, Doctor Strange. Yes. I had no idea what yes. the team was. Doctor Strange is in fact right. better than Infinity War and Terrific? Tyler gave it a T for terrific. <laughs> Tyler's just really looking forward to that Mr. Terrific I, movie that's can I change in. Can I change my Infinity War grade to uh, O for outstanding from the Harry Potter Owls uh, like grading system? No. <laughs> it's already uh, been chiseled into the stone that this grading With the, is on. Despite us scratching out grades. <laughs> Multiple grades. Multiple often. grades and changing them. But yeah, um... See, now Joseph's here, so there's no room for the other great... Oh, also, just just a quick thing before I forget. They brought up in the Deadpool music the uh, the Juggernaut theme, and I... I the, what? Why are we going back to Deadpool 2? <laughs> just leave it be. Well, it's a good thing about Deadpool 2. I don't care. He doesn't... <laughs> anyway, they, they brought up they, they brought up the Juggernaut theme, and I totally blanked on what they were talking about. And then I listened to it today, and yes, that was awesome. So I am going to move my grade up on Deadpool from a C minus <laughs> to a C plus minus. Perfect minus. <laughs> I'm leaving the grade as is. He actually changed it to a D plus. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I, I, I have problems with it as we discussed. Yeah, um, it's understandable. And it's it's. I think it's the best MCU movie. I mean, obviously, you guys think it's the best yeah. MCU movie, but I, I have you not given anything else in the in the MCU? Nope. Okay. Nope. A minus the highest I've gone. Um, the Russo movies are the only two that I've given that I believe. I think I took my... Did I take my Avengers grade down? Yes. I thought about it. I think you went down to an A. Yeah. Yeah. Which felt For Avengers. Great. Yep. <laughs> so are we... Anyways. Gonna, so uh, hot hot take, Tyler. Just yes or no to all these questions. All right. Lay them on me. Are we going to see the X-Men in this next movie? No. Are we going to see the Fantastic <laughs> Four? No. <laughs> Are we going to see the Silver Surfer in this next no. movie? Adam Warlock. No. It depends a lot Are on... Are we going to see anybody new except for Captain Marvel? I feel like we might. And it depends a lot on Captain Marvel. Because I don't know where they're going to go with that. And I don't know. My my, my, my fanboy dream that would probably completely break the... Uh, whatever wonderful plot they've come up with for Avengers 4. Um, would be that Captain Marvel introduces a lot of cosmic characters. Such as Beta Ray Bill. Uh, but also maybe like you get some super scroll in there. Um, although I think I forget how the rights of that work. Whether it's maybe Fox still until the merger happens, like is officially done, has the rights to super scroll, and then the scrolls themselves. Well, yeah, because the scrolls themselves are going to be in Captain Marvel. So I don't know. Anyway, um, but other cosmic characters. I don't know. Maybe some Galactus heralds who are not necessarily Fantastic Four uh, contained. Um, I mean, obviously we're getting Ronan back in that one. I'm trying to think of some other people they could throw into that. Maybe, maybe even some, uh, some, some Nova. Potentially. Potentially. Nova. So I, I would like to see them throw in some, some cool, I mean, the cosmic side of the MCU is like my favorite part of the MCU, I think in general. And I'd like to see them, see them pull that in a little more. And, and my, my dream would be that there would be Captain Marvel leads like a, a, a super galactic Avengers team that, uh, comes in to, to help with. I don't even know what the plot of the next one's going to be because of the fact that like Guardians of the Universe, probably, if you will. 
Sure, sure. They're they're probably not going to take on um, Thanos directly. I feel like it's probably going to have something to do with time travel. That almost seems to be certainly the case. The best theory I've seen so far is that Doctor Strange sent the Time Stone into the future for the brief period in which uh, he was trying. They were delaying Thanos, and that maybe that gave them enough time to for Tony to u- do something with it in the future. I don't know exactly how all that would work. Well, but... also in the after credits scene for Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, they mention oh you could get st- stuck in a time vortex or something yes and then yes pretty clearly going to be something foreshadowing to do with... yeah. yes i didn't like that movie very much spoilers so alex oh no i, I got a quick I, take I, for you i, I, I was afraid quick, that you would start questions. asking me questions okay is this next avengers movie going to be better than this one probably wow i think so i'm yeah, excited I think, I think so too um do you think you're gonna like captain marvel uh, yeah is it going to be better than the Green Lantern movies? <laughs> movies? Movies. Yes. Movies. <laughs> you know, the secret Green Lantern sequel. Are we talking like the animated movies that I haven't seen? You know, the Green Lantern sequel that they, they, they made, but then when they showed it to test audiences, they died. And so they stopped showing it. <laughs> Anytime you bring it up in interviews, Mark Strong just walks out. <laughs> It's so film, is this going it's to be film the best... real rely in the Warner Brothers chamber is of Captain Marvel forever? going to be the best Green Lantern movie ever <clears throat> yes I asked Alex yes Tyler the answer is yes Alex say yes <laughs> it really is though because that's what they're gonna I don't know how long they're gonna have Jude Law in there but well see it's weird because for the longest time the easiest comparison I made to Green Lantern mm-hmm. was just the first Iron Man movie yeah uh, so they already got it right and then Guardians of the Galaxy is like, oh, they got space, right? <laughs> yep. Green Lantern couldn't get anything right. Yeah. I don't know. I really like the mask. The, the CGI mask. Perfect. It was wonderful. Well, some glad to see somebody did. Even if it was just... I'm good. not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have any more hot take questions. I was excited. I thought you had more for me. So, fun fact for today, I've learned that David Goyer was in the writing room for these new Terminator movies with Tim Miller and James Cameron, so now I'm worried. That's my fun fact for the day. Alex, your Terminator movie is not going to be very good. No, it's not. Much like the you're new... never going to get you're never going to get them back. Much like the Predator you're never going to get another Terminator. Well, that, that, that's the thing. I've got the first one. Right. Everyone loves the second one, and I think it's a very good movie. Yeah. But really, for me, that first one is perfection. Sure, sure. So, whatever you say, man. I think it's just more like around the time that Salvation came out, I just became infatuated with Terminator. I don't know why. Yeah. Ooh, I got another one, Tyler. Will there be a good Terminator movie? No. (laughs) Will there be another good Alien movie? No. Hmm. Will anyone... Not if Ridley Scott's still involved. Will somebody else wield the Infinity Gauntlet? And if so, who? Beta Ray Bill. (laughs) Sorry, Buffalo Bill. (laughs) Beta Ray and Buffalo Bill. Correct. Both of them at the... See, their arms are skinny enough they can both get them inside the gauntlet. Something interesting to think about is that if they'd gotten the gauntlet off of Thanos, right? Who's going to wield it? Yeah, who... Well, would they even try to wield it? And would that lead to Thanos getting it back because they don't have conviction, you know? It's like... Could they... Because well, yeah, they, they mentioned the fact that Thor, like Thor, says the thing about the fact that oh, the weapons made in this in, in Nibelir 
uh, they they can only be wielded by someone like they your mortal yeah. bodies would perish while trying to use these and so yeah. it's like does that also apply to the gauntlet since that's that was made with the same mold and is it like is it so powerful that they have to actually you have to be as strong as Thanos in order to use it my money would be on strange to hold it but well we didn't bring it's also just a big glove it is a big <laughs> glove. it kind of doesn't fit you know? It doesn't seem to really matter in Infinity Gauntlet comics, but... Well, in the Infinity Gauntlet comics, it's not like a giant piece of chunk of metal. It's like, it's it's a glove. It's it's like a silvery, not silvery, like a gold-like metal. Meta- metallic cloth metal thing. Gold. But it's 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 flexible, is what I mean. Like, it, it, it actually fits to the person's hand, it seems. Maybe, I mean, it's not necessarily, I don't know. Depends on the writer, but basically the writer is usually just like, yeah, it just kind of... I mean, if you can get the fingers to close, you can use Reality Stone to shrink it down to your size. <laughs> Continue, Alex. You look like you have a thought. Well, one, one thing that I should have brought up, totally spaced on... Well, we're still recording. That so. a lot of people complain about is like, like the How It Should Have Ended guys. Like, oh, why didn't they use a portal to cut off Thanos' arm? Yeah. Why didn't they do this? Da, 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 da. Yeah, Doctor Strange goes through th- fourteen million different out, you know, yes, possibilities. Six hundred five. God, is it fourteen million six hundred five or is it fourteen million six hundred five thousand? Six hundred five. Okay, who cares? It's a big difference, you know. Anyways, know. he goes through a lot. <laughs> it turns out if he just watched another six hundred five thousand, all of, he, they would have won in all of those times, and he could have just figured out what the easiest. <laughs> Anyways. This is one of those things where you just have to take the movie at its word of like, even if they cut off Thanos' arm, he would have found a way to get back to the gauntlet and he still would have won. Yeah. Like that's, Strange says there's only one solution in, in over 14 million possibilities. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why people or, are like, why didn't they just do this? They're idiots for not doing that. May, maybe. The movie has given a, 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 a it's basically a gimme to the movie mm-hmm. of like, you, guys, just why aren't you just accepting this? Have fun yeah. with the movie. Yeah. Why are you thinking so Take hard about the it? There's an explanation. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of movies where if somebody did one thing differently, the movie would be over in the first ten minutes. Yes. Yes. Like a lot of my complaints, I, I feel like a pattern that has come up with a lot of the movies we've discussed is that a lot of times there's not enough explanation for things. That one, there's just the right amount of explanation of things. Mm-hmm. So get over it. Yep. Yeah. People just need to get over things. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm a hypocrite saying that. I'll never get over Batman vs. Superman, but still. Don't have justice. You hack. I can't even be brought to say the full title. I can't do it. Batman vs. Superman, The Fallen Kingdom, The Lost World. So what are we doing Jurassic World 2? Uh, hopefully not until we have to think about it. I don't care when you guys do it, just as long as I'm not here. You're actually gonna. I was hoping we're gonna invite you spot. over. You're, just, you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hang out. You know, maybe you're gonna see a movie or something. And we're then gonna watch Mission you're gonna Impossible get, Fallout. You're going to be uh, to be knocked out and dragged into a dark room and told to do the entire commentary on your own. What if I haven't seen the movie? Ah, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> but we'll make you watch. What kind we'll, of? Com- we'll, we'll we'll pin your eyes open and <laughs> it's a blind commentary track. We did we're that for ta- Transformers Five. Are we yeah. talking like Clockwork Orange? Yes. Kind of? Oh wow. I mean, I do a commentary. I wouldn't want to do a, a review. 
Okay, then we're gonna make you watch it and then do a review. I do. I do feel like we could get away with doing a commentary track for Jurassic. But well, we already saw Fallen it. Kingdom. I feel like that's not. I don't want to talk about that movie any longer than we have to. <laughs> and we're already gonna be talking about but it while we're watching the movie. Be, uh, I feel like if we got Britain involved with that, we'd have a really that's good true, time. Anyways, so what are we doing? Put a pin in that. Mission Impossible that confirmed. I suppose so. All right. So next week we. Although will... is Solo out yet? Not that I know of. Okay. It'll come out soon, but okay. We can hold off on that. Nobody cares about Solo. No, <laughs> none of y'all saw it. We care about. Solo. We liked it. Nobody saw it. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was it. fine. I liked it quite a bit. I think it is the second best of the Disney Star Wars movies. That's just my opinion. <laughs> False. <laughs> Best ones, Rogue just, One. Just quick, quick ranking. Uh, quick ranking of the Star Wars movies in our Infinity War podcast, specifically the <laughs> Disney Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm getting those Disney checks. Uh, we're bringing them back. Uh, Force Awakens, Solo. Oh, I don't know if Rogue One last. <laughs> I didn't think that far. So Force Awakens last, Solo second. I'd rather watch Rogue One and Last Jedi tied. I would rather watch. I would rather watch Last Jedi than Rogue One. So right now it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know if I like it better, but I'd rather watch it. I think it has more entertainment value. But and as we all know, all the new Disney movies are better than uh, all the old Star Wars movies. So, except for the prequels. Solo is the second best. Solo is the second best Star Wars movie of all time. What we're getting at, right behind uh, the Clone Wars animated movie. I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you can leave now. <laughs> All right, tell me. I thought you were going to say the Ewok Caravan of Courage <laughs> movie was the best Star Wars movie. Perfect. Oh, Anyways, thank you for listening to this monstrosity of a podcast. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. What you can are find we us doing? on Twitter at HTT Sequels. You can find us through Gmail at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can also just go ahead and, and uh, search for us on iTunes and or YouTube. Yeah, subscribe. Like, rate. Share with your friends. Tweet. Thanks for having me on this week, guys. Snapster. I had fun. Well, it's it's nice when, even even if I'm bringing up negative points, it's nice to just watch a movie that's good. Yep. Like, really good, and we can all bask in its goodness for a little while. Yep. Sure. Anyways, so we're doing Mission Impossible? No, we're doing... I suppose so. Mm. Alright, do a Mission Impossible next time. Alright everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Our subjective. Nothing is real. <laughs>